Welcome to Dungeons and Gamers, a real play D&D podcast where a group of friends put on their fantasy hats and go on fun adventures. Let's introduce our amazing adventures, including me, Bryce, who is playing the half-orc ranger, Fergus Bog. Hi, I'm Aaron. I am playing the wood elf bard, Cookie Kebler. I'm Beckers. I'm playing the bear barbarian. I'm Matt. And I'm playing Morthos, the tiefling sorcerer. I'm Darian, and I'm playing the high elf rogue Belladonna. And I'm Katie, and I'll be Air and your DM for this and many other evenings. Last time on Dungeons and Gamers. I woke up in an unfamiliar place, which I later learned was called the Wildlands, next to a dragonborn named Roy. We were happened upon by a motley crew of adventurers featuring a baking elf named Cookie, an aggressive half-orc named Fergus, a quiet tiefling named Morthos, a paladin named Rokuzin, and a bear. Yep, just a bear. We joined forces for the quest to find a, a flower in order to help a local town's sick kids. I can get on board with helping sick kids, so we all moved on to try to find the flower. Along the way, I bonded with a cactus cat, and her name is Claudia. We came upon a gnome who I was able to seduce for further information about this flower, and we moved on in the direction he provided us. In no particular order, there was a mist that made some people loopy, a plant that looked like a beautiful lady, and a big willow tree that felt pretty foreboding. We also fought a scary wind elemental before finally meeting up with a rock golem named Ferngus and a unicorn named Alariel, who led us to the flower. We brought the flower back to the village and saved all the kids. Yay! So, picking back up uh, right where we left off, you've watched the tension in the flush fade from um, sort of like the the faces and the bodies and the, the skins uh, of these children who are obviously like in distress and not feeling well. And the, the general sense of the room, uh, there's just this calmness where there was obvious worry and anxiety before and everybody had been kind of looking at you with wide eyes and clutching loved ones. And there's just this general sigh of relief. And um, the old woman, I'm not sure if you've ever actually asked her her name. Uh, I, I don't actually remember it. I don't think you have. Uh, but I don't at this think point, so. Don't need yeah. to know. <laughs> you didn't it's even fine. question the name of the person who was like, here, go do this thing for us. I just like, blindly nope. took that. And <laughs> I don't remember. When we got back, I rolled insight on her. So it's I, true. Yeah, I remember after. rolling low on it, but... <laughs> I I remember clearly. <laughs> I remember being like, I guess, whatever. We already did we already got it. What else were we gonna do with it? <laughs> and uh, she she turns away from the sort of like desk that she'd been working at in this like makeshift infirmary and says, Well, I did promise you that we'd be able to compensate you in some way, so just um follow me. And she makes her way out the door that you all came in. And as you turn around to look you do see that this is a moderately sized village, but there's a small crowd that's sort of gathered outside. There are a few windows that can be seen in, and you can see people peeking in the windows and the doors, trying to see what's going on. And it seems like they've all 
are either aware of what, like who you are and what you maybe were on a mission to do for them or what has already transpired, depending upon um, who might have signaled or given them the idea that some sort of like relief can be, uh, can be taken for them, that they can be comforted because there's misty eyes and uh, people holding and clutching various items like hats and, and pieces of clothing and, she walks out the door and bids for you to follow. Who's the first person out the door? Uh, I'm probably following her uh, right right as she like leads. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm want to see what's happening. So. Okay, uh, what would be the general order for everyone else? Does anyone linger behind, or do you all just kind of follow? It's totally up to you. I'm just kind of curious. Um, Cookie would probably follow. I'm behind Cookie. I'm not lingering. I'm just slow. and i just like to be in the back so okay that's fair so roy and recusin have been kind of like whispering to each other um a little bit while she was administering this medicine and stuff um you see that it's not it doesn't look like they're conspiring or anything there was just kind of like talk but they didn't want to kind of interrupt what was going on um and they they follow out after bear leaving morthos and belladon in the end so as um, since Fergus and Cookie are the first two out the door afterwards, um, you you notice immediately that everyone just has, as I said, like an expression, an air of relief on their faces. And a few people seem to be holding objects other than just typical personal articles. And there's a, a man, misty eyed, um, but he has a thankful smile on his face. He's he's pretty close to the door on the outside he sat in a chair with wheels on the side and he reaches out to um, Cookie, uh, who comes out behind uh, the woman and, and Fergus. Um, you were a little tall, Fergus, for him uh, to reach because he's, uh, he's kind of sat like low to the ground. It looks like um, the device that he's in is, is very like streamlined and built to move quickly. Mm. Um, so he, he reaches up with Cookie to like shake your hand almost, it looks like. Do you take it? Absolutely, yeah. And he he shakes your hand and he just kind of nods. Uh, um, it looks like he's kind of like acknowledging that he he recognizes what you and everyone have done. And he turns your hand over to be open, and he sets. Uh, it it looks like almost like a rucksack. Um, you know, he's got this kind of in his lap, and he reaches up, and it's kind of rolled up. It looks like it's empty, and he and he gives it to you. It's it's. It's large. It's kind of like backpack size, but it's like a soft leather. So it's easy to roll up and kind of hand over to you. Um, and he just kind of nods and like backs up a little bit uh, to like make make a little bit more space for everyone else coming out. And as you all kind of trickle out the door, various people uh, in the village are reaching out to you and shaking hands and putting little tokens uh, into your hands. Um Amidst the items, whomever might have randomly reached them, there seems to be um, a small gem. It's blue in, in uh, hue. Uh, there's a little figure of a silver raven. Uh, there's just a metal piece of metal, like cylindrical piece of metal. Uh, there's a small box. Well, not a small box. Probably like the size of a piece of parchment, maybe, but um, not very, not very deep. So if it holds paper, which is what about the sizes would look like, it maybe only holds a few pieces. Um, and another one does 
look like a wand. Um, hard to say what it does. It's a little nondescript. But um, there's other people putting various like coinage in your hands as well, which later on when you do count up, you'll notice that it m- amounts to about 240-ish gold. Um, she leads you across the center of town, uh, this like almost like a square that they've set up here uh, where this sort of like crowd of people is. And when she gets to the end, there's uh, just a small, very like smart looking house. There's a little like herb garden outside the front. And she opens up the door and bids you all to come in there. It looks like this is probably her home. It's a small house. It's like simply done, but it does look like maybe meetings are held in sort of the front room. So as she opens the door, you can see that there's like seating for enough for 10 people, more than enough for your entire group. And she's kind of staying there holding it. Do you go in? Yes. Yeah, Cookie would go in. Okay. Um, Smell check. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can um, stand or take your seats. She doesn't seem to be um, like particularly caught up with directing you or like it doesn't look like she's about to serve refreshments or anything like that. Like she's not ushering you in a specific way. The last person comes in, she closes the door and she says, we gathered what we could. Uh, I hope that that is enough to for the time that we have taken from you and whatever obstacles you might have encountered along the way. Tell me, what what did you see when you crossed over into the wilds? I'm going to need everyone to make a wisdom save for me. Oh, so. Cookie rolled a 15. Morthos rolled, rolled, rolled a 15. Four. Bella rolled a 9. Uh, Fregus rolled a 14. I'm going to go ahead and roll for a recusin. Okay, it came up as a 19 in D&D Beyond. And then I'm going to also roll for Roy. And he got a natural one. (laughs) A total of a five for Roy and a 15 for Recusin. So as she asked this question, what did you see while you were there? Morthos, you, you almost feel like there's this like cloudy haze that starts to kind of like wash over the memories of these moments that you just experienced maybe an hour or so ago, but you focus on a specific experience that you had while you're in the wildlands, whichever was most important to you or most memorable to Mm -hmm. you. And you're able to kind of clear the fog from your mind. And you have a similar experience cookie and you as well, Fergus, but bear Belladonna and Roy, as you're trying to remember what it was that has just happened in the last couple of hours of your life. It's really amorphous. It's difficult to recall. You know you went somewhere and you did something. And you know that you had a purpose. You know you were supposed to come back and and help. Except for Belladonna, who just kind of woke up there. Um, but it's almost like you just have this time loss in your mind. When she asks that question and you start to like, oh, you know, Barry, you might not have answered, but you were maybe thinking about it. It's like it just kind of fades away, like a, like a dream that you forgot when you woke up. Nice. <laughs> so, so me, Morthos, and Cookie, do you remember? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. then, and and Recusin does as well. Okay. Then uh, Fergus goes... There was a lot of weird stuff in there. I mean, 
I guess I'm more used to weird stuff, but uh, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta punch the air. That was, that was something. And uh, that's about it. We got your flower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a very friendly rock golem and a beautiful unicorn took us to the queen's grace and i just remember seeing that flower for the first time and it was just absolutely beautiful and just really feeling very happy to that we found it and we were going to bring it back uh morthos is going to play it cool and um i don't uh i don't remember very much uh some some weird strange things like fergus said but Nothing I can really grasp. Ah, uh, you've forgotten. That happens sometimes. I always enjoy the stories that people have told from previous trips there. And and the one time I saw somebody go, well, before you all. Now you, you weren't with them. Do you remember anything? And she points over to you, uh, Belladonna. Uh, no, I I don't really remember anything. Yes, that happens. Sometimes it can be recalled, but usually not. I'm sorry you've forgotten it. I'm sure it was wonderful and beautiful. Although, sometimes terrifying. And she, she kind of, like, goes over to what probably is, like, the door to, like, where she actually, like, her her kitchen, her room and stuff. Like this does very much look kind of like a meeting sort of place that's been set up. Um, it's, it's cozy. It's almost like a big living room in a way. Um, she comes out with a tray of little treats, lemon bars, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, when you try them, if you do, they are good. They're not quite as good as cookies, but they're pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, she says, well, we can't thank you enough, really, but we've put together what we could. I I hope you find that satisfactory for your troubles. Uh, Fergus uh, kind of goes, uh, helping helping your people was enough. Uh, thanks for for me. Uh, and then he kind of reaches out to her hand and uh, slips one of his little uh, pieces of paper with the like Fergus Bog for King of Faraway on there. <laughs> If if any people from far away pass through this, please speak highly of me. Of course. You've saved all our children. I can't imagine saying anything poorly of you all. Um, I'll keep this. And she kind of like tucks it away in like a little pouch that she has. She's like, I'm wondering if... Um, if you are on a specific mission or are you just traveling? Uh we're on our way to Waterdeep. I have to see a man about a thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, so busy then. A little bit. We were hoping maybe that uh a few might stay. We're we're not sure exactly what it was that caused the sickness and we would hate to think that perhaps we've angered some spirit that would just come back and make our children ill again or wreak some other havoc on the village. So if there were some among you who didn't uh, 
didn't have plans. We thought we might try to persuade you into staying, but you're all busy. And at this point, um, Roy, he's like, well, I, uh, he takes like a drink. I wasn't really with them. And uh, I'm pretty good at fixing things like sicknesses usually. So I think I'd like to stay and learn more about what happened. It's interesting that healing magic wasn't very useful. And at this point, Rikusen says, yeah, we were like talking about it. And it's just weird to us that this wasn't something that a, a, a cleric couldn't handle. So we thought like, yeah, maybe we'll just stay. And and he, he kind of like, he kind of like looks over at all of you and shrugs and is like, sorry, I just, you know, things have been really weird ever since I've traveled with you for like these three days. And this isn't, I'm not about this. Uh, we, we were talking Rick, about it. Rick, who's in? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm so sorry. I just, you seem really cool. And it's not I like me, it's you. Being friends with you. But like, isn't this, isn't this just weird? Like we just walked into a wild place and it, like, yeah. that air thing almost killed me. Like, nah, man, uh, I hope the kids is fine. I, st- I still want to get paid, so uh, I think I gotta stick with the group here. They got a, they got the bag of money. Oh yeah, uh, give him my share. That's fine. Oh, really? Thank you, Rakuzin. Fr- Frigus kind of. Uh, I think I think with them uh, backing out, Frigus is kind of like looking around, kind of doing like mental math in his head of like, okay, um. And and like I think I think Rakuzin I think we had, we had decided that Rakuzin was kind of just escorting us to Waterdeep anyway. So him kind of uh, balancing right now was just like a okay. He was he was gonna leave eventually anyway. So, um, but uh, Frigus kind of looks over at Belladonna and and is like, um, when you have a minute, can we talk? Sure. Hmm. So I. We'll we'll talk after we're done here. I'd like some of the lemon bars, please. <laughs> oh, of course! And she sets them down on the table and eat, eat, have as many as you'd like. Uh, Bear lunges for the whole no. plate. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bear. It's like I could give you some of mine too. <laughs> Let them have some. <laughs> there's, there's never enough lemon bars for Bear. <laughs> All right, so did. What happens when Bear lunges for him? Do you try to get in Bear's way? I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> reaching for one already. As as she's putting it down, I'm already going to grab, so grab one. So, that's fair. Um, so, I'll ask you then. You reach for a lemon bar, and a bear lunges at the plate. Are you, are you like, comfortable enough with Bear at this point to be, like, like try to snatch one before a bear gets a bite of the rest of them? Or are you kind of like, are you still like, mm, I'm not sure. I don't think I want this bear to bite me to get these lemon bars. How do you feel about bear right now? I think I admire bear's strength. So <laughs> like, I, I'll probably freeze my hand, you know, just like I'm I'm leaning in, reaching and bear starts lunging. I'm just going to not move at all. Okay. So bear, as bear goes for it. Yeah. The hand goes down and you go to to like jump at these lemon bars, you know, driven. Like you, you smelled them when she opened the door and you're like, hell yeah. So 
when you see Morthos's hand come out and try to get one, does that like phase you at all? Or are you no. just like face and plate? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, face, plate, bar- bars, and mouth. 100%. Okay. You reach out, Morthos. You see Bear lunging. You kind of freeze for a second. Bear is just like, ow. And it's just like face into it. Like like one of those like pie eating contests where somebody has to like put their hands behind their back and like eat the pie. That's what Bear's doing, but she's a bear, so she's just eating it. There's no like hands behind her back or anything. Just face in the lemon bars. I think Morthos is just having a bad day at this point. <laughs> this is his friend. He loses his bars. I don't have any more lemon bars, but I I have some apples. Yeah, sorry. Bear just really loves them, and she just kind of when she sees something she likes, she just goes for it. So sorry. Fergus goes. I'll take an apple, and reaches out for one. She's gonna go back to the kitchen and grab like a little bowl of apples. There's like six or so in there, and bring them mm. back out. They're very pretty. They're like shiny and bright red. Um. Well. While this is kind of going, uh, Fergus uh, walks over to uh, Rakuz and, and Roy and says, um, hey, uh, once you once you have this settled, if we needed your help on something, can we count on you? Rakuz like, everything's been super weird since I met you, and I don't think that this is where I belong right now. But if you end up doing something that feels better in the future, like, and you find me, maybe I could be helpful. It'll just kind of depend. Okay. But I'm not like... Sounds good. Yeah. And Roy's just kind of like, I'll probably be here. And, 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 and Fregas goes, that's good. The day, the day might come, it might not, but it's good to know I have, we have allies should, should we need them. Yeah. Yeah. From Cusin. He kind of reach, reaches over and like takes a bite of an apple and chews it like awkwardly. Yeah, and then and then Fergus kind of just like is like, okay, this seems awkward. I'm gonna walk back over by the everybody else. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So she she returns and she sits down like on a on like a. <laughs> so there was like the table that was like around all the seating area and it was kind of like lower, but there's like um, almost like a counter like that's up higher in uh like uh, off on the back side of the room by a wall and she like puts those up there and kind of like anyone that wants one can have one but it's like slightly out of like normal bear reach like bear could easily get to them but instead of it being like on the table in front of bear it's kind of like you can come over here and get an apple and maybe your bear won't eat it um, <laughs> yeah bear's licking the plate right now not super yeah. interested i'm gonna go over and grab two and <laughs> yeah. just put them in my bag She's totally fine with it. She she looks like she just looks like she's so glad that everything worked out the way that it did, and that uh, you all are fine with what they were managed to come up for your like as like payment or like recompense. Um, and she's just kind of like nodding. She's like, if you need uh, a place to stay or or anything like that, I know it's still early in the day. Um, of course, you're welcome, and we can find places for you. And uh, anything else that you need, let us know. I I think we need to get to Waterdeep as soon as we can. Uh, I've I need to talk to these uh, these guys once we get there. But uh, thank you, uh, thank you for the stuff, and and uh, th- that's that's about it. 
Yeah, and thank you for your hospitality, too. And Cookie goes into her bag and pulls out a couple smaller bags, and she's like, these are cookies for the children. These are all made Kevlar cookies. Please give them each one. Oh, Kevlar cookies. We haven't had those around here in ages. They never make it out this far. The merchants always eat them before they... They reach us. Oh, Bear's head eat. whips around. Lemon bars and cookies, best day for bear. <laughs> uh, says, oh, the children will be so glad. I'll, uh, I, are you with... Uh, do you, have you introduced yourself as Cookie Kebler to her? I don't, I don't think remember. so. She's like, yeah, I, I actually am a Kebler elf. My name is Cookie Kebler. <sighs> I am a acquisitions agent for them so i travel around and i find ingredients for them like and this oh. is my first time in this area so cook fresh cookies from a uh, from a kebler herself this is this has truly been uh an interesting day and i i, I would never have expected such a thing that thank you they'll be so happy i hope they enjoy them I'm happy to see them doing well. Thank you. And she kind of like, um, she like shuffles off uh, to like the back room. She like leaves the door open. So if anybody needs anything, um, she's kind of just like giving you all an area. Like if you want to like rest or plan or do kind of like whatever that's like, she knows the whole town has kind of been staring at you. And so she's giving you the option to have a place to do whatever you need to do before you leave, you know, depending upon what you want to do. Oh yeah, I guess uh, with with uh, it kind of being like okay, once we leave here, we'll probably just leave out of town. Um, Frigus goes, uh, uh, looks at Bella and kind of goes, uh, "Do you want to talk over in this uh, side room?" Sure, dude. Whatever you want. <laughs> uh, Frigus goes. Um, it from what you said in there, it sounds like you don't remember too much about what happened uh but you seemed fairly competent and i have a job that i'm working on and i need some help with it i we just lost a a person and would you would you be willing to help that it pays um, cool. Can you tell me anything about the job, or uh, it's less than legal? If okay, uh, that great. Matters. What else you got? Um, <laughs> and there's a good payday at the end. I, I'll, I'll explain things to everybody once we get to Waterdeep. Uh, but if you're willing to tag along till then, um, we do need to find. We need. We do need to get some information about a casino in Waterdeep. So. I probably need to make sure that happens before we get too far because with its less than legal nature, I want to make sure everybody's on board before I explain the full plan. But if you're willing, it it's uh, it pays well. So what like what flavor of less than legal? Like are we going to be killing somebody? Are we like robbing a place like what are we doing like a whole bank robbery is this like what's going on if uh if everything goes well strictly a robbery oh if it goes if it goes poorly 
anything's on the table. Perfect. I like the way that sounds. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, sounds good. And and uh, with that, Fergus kind of uh, uh, smiles a little bit, knowing that it seems like he's he's got what he need needs. And uh, he goes, uh, "Cool. Then uh, I guess we we best head out." Okay. Cool. Is there anything in particular anyone wants to do before you leave town? Or you just kind of head on back down the path? Just slowly turn and look at Rakuzin <laughs> as we are just heading away. Aww. Just kind of like... <laughs> yeah, single tear. Like, <laughs> thank you for all your help, Rakuzin and Roy. Like, be safe. Hope to see you again. Roy's like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) He's like, I don't... Yeah, he's like, I think we established that he likes to drink, and so he's just kind of like... Yeah, he's he's a party. Yeah, Yeah. he's pulled a flask out. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning, and he's like slipping from the flask the whole time, and he's like... Yeah, and he he, he rolled a crit one on... on Yeah, Yeah, he's so confused. He doesn't know. (laughs) He's like, have I met you people before? Yeah. He's, he's like openly <laughs> bewildered. Like he remembers, uh, well, you don't know what he remembers, but he's like openly bewildered. You can see all on his face. He's just like. "What? Well, based on what we know about Roy, that seems about right. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. So actually, I, the course of this um, like conversation, um, you've been standing here and kind of like chit-chatting. It's like almost like basically a short rest. So. Um, Cookie, you have the bag. Um, Morthos, you have the gym. Okay. Uh, and you were also given the raven. Um, Belladonna, you've got the box that looks like it's got parchment in it or something, as well as the like metal cylinder. Um, and Cookie, you were also handled handed the like wand looking sort of thing. Okay. Um, so you've you've all been kind of sitting here like with these items for a while, and as this like time passes, you all can like get the impression of these items, like having magical auras to them. Then um, you get like a brief idea kind of like of what they do. Maybe not, you might not get like the full information, like an identify spell would give you, but you get an idea. So cookie, the bag is something uh, you might have heard of called a rucksack of retaining. It's just really a um, bag of holding but it retains the temperature of an item hmm. that it was when placed in the bag for two weeks. Oh. That's awesome. So ingredients so it's a will stay fridge. Yeah. yeah. Cookies will stay fresh. Ingredients will be <laughs> nice. Things like that. You, you can get that uh, warm Heck milk yeah. and cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Morthos, the gym is called a spell gym. This one is blue. It is uh, made from lapis lazuli. And there is a spell inside. Do you currently know how to cast Disguise Self? Uh, no. There is a spell of Disguise Self uh, that has been like imbued into this gym, and you know that you'll be able to use it, or anyone, it doesn't have to be, um, this one doesn't, this one does require attunement, but you don't have to know the spell to cast whatever's inside. And then once it's used, you could turn around and cast another spell into it that someone could take and use. Um, but it'll only hold up to a first level spell. That is also an item that's in D&D Beyond. Okay. Um, and you, you also had the figure of the raven, correct? Yeah. It's called a figurine of power. 
the silver raven can um, be turned into like an actual raven. Uh, and I think I have some more information on that. Cool. Yeah. Um, what, what in the world? They just handed a bunch of random little magic mm-hmm. knickknacks to us. Yeah. That's basically. awesome. I mean, we yeah. kept their kids from dying. They're like, here you go. They're just giving what they have. Yeah. yeah. Like little little heirlooms that they know they didn't need, but might be worth it to someone. Yeah. What am I going to do with a magic raven? <laughs> I'm like 80. I mean, Cookie's got Bear. Belladonna's got Claudia. Apparently, we're turning to Pokemon trainers. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Figurine of Wondrous Power. The Raven is the uncommon one. Silver statuette of a Raven can become a Raven for up to 12 hours. Once it has been used, it can't be used again until two days have passed. While in Raven form, the figuring allows you to cast the animal messenger spell on it at will. Um, And then Belladonna. Uh, you've heard of these, especially with the like the affiliations you have in your your contacts, your guild. Um, the cylinder is an immovable rod. Those are kind of like a sort of thing that like most people have heard about, even if you're not super magically inclined. And the paper, when you uh, you kind of like get that like tingly feeling, like there's something magic about it. Um, you like can open it up and glance inside, and you see there are. Go ahead and roll me a d6. I rolled a three. Okay, so there are six pieces of parchment inside. And you're not sure what the name of this object is, but you can tell that there is something about it that it has like a similar feeling to like a message spell or like a sending spell. Like these papers will um, carry messages for you. Mechanically, they are called, they are paper birds. After you write a message of 50 words or fewer... 50 words or fewer on this magic sheet of parchment and speak a creature's name. The parchment magically folds into a tiny paper bird and flies to the recipient whose name you uttered. That sounds so cool. That's That's cute as heck. Yeah. Does it fly at normal bird speed? And let's see here. The recipient must be on the same plane or it turns into ash. Uh, The bird object has hit points and stuff. Immune to poison psychic damage, it travels to within five feet of its intended recipient by the most direct route, whereupon it turns into a non-magical and inanimate sheet of parchment that can be unfolded only by the intended recipient. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give me the speed, but it just says it goes there as quickly as possible by the most direct route. Mm-hmm. So. I think bird speed. Yeah, bird speed. Typical fly speed. And then the last item... Cookie, you have the wand is uh, a wand of magic missiles. Another Ooh. sort of like uh, like moderately uncommon uh, magic item that you have heard of before. Dude, that sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. Is it basically just I could use that to just cast magic missile? Mm-hmm. The wand has seven charges. While holding it, you can expend one or more of its charges to cast a magic missile spell. For one charge, you cast the first level version of the spell, and you can increase the spell slot by one for each additional charge you expend. It regains 1d6 plus 1 charges uh, daily at dawn, but if you expend the last chi- charge, roll a d20, and on a 1, it crumbles into ash and is destroyed. Oh. What's everybody's uh, passive perception, actually? Uh, I got 12. 13. 10. 9. 14 for me. So, Cookie, you notice that um, the the lady, she's, or the old woman, she's... um. She's like 
doting about like she picked up the bowl after all the apples were gone or when it looked like you were all were done with them and stuff. And um, she's kind of like tidied some things up. She went and retrieved the plate that from that had the lemon bears on it um, and has just been kind of like trying to stay out of your way. But as you all were like starting to notice the items that you had, she was definitely kind of like watching to see if um, it looked like you were happy. Uh, I don't know if any of you have like discussed them yet. But obviously, having like stopped and kind of looked at the thing, she's basically just like watching everyone's face to see if anyone looks upset. And she looks pleased when it doesn't look like, at least at this point, that anybody looks like upset by the things that they have received. Just, yeah, just something you notice while she's moving around. No, yeah, I, the the things we got were great, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so are we ready to go then? I I think so. Everyone uh, gets up and she thanks everyone again so much for for saving them all. Um, She opens the door and you see her kind of pause for a minute and kind of like do like a sweeping motion with her hands. Uh, And you see that there are just like clusters of people kind of milling about um, as you as you sort of exit. If you make an effort to go and speak to anyone in the town, they will talk to you. But it looks like they've all been shooed away. Um, to allow you to leave if you choose to do so. Um, do you go ahead and leave town or are you going to stop and talk to anyone? I, totally up to you. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody we know here to talk to. So Nope, just, just gonna... asking. Just You're shaking sure. hands, kissing babies. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Passing out business cards. I'm... Yeah, I, I, did, I did that as we as they were given, given gold. So it's like, uh, take a coin, <laughs> take a card. <laughs> How many business cards do you think you passed out in total? I mean, do you want me to roll for it? I I guess I don't no, know. No, just just like how many do you think he'd give out of how many he has? <sighs> like, do you think he would have given one to everyone, or like maybe like five? 10, I think he'd give like, like twenty, probably. Okay. You don't want to you don't want to give it to everyone. You don't want it to be, seem like a. It's like some he gave it to the people who seemed most excited about uh, his his thing. Okay. Yeah, there were one more than twenty people there, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you all leave, you all head out of town, uh, you know the way down to, back to the crossroads that you originally met uh, this old woman whose name you don't know uh, at, I don't think you did, I don't think you asked, but you might have, and in which case I'm sorry and I'm just poking fun at you. Um, and if you just uh, head back down the road towards Waterdeep, you know it's going to take roughly about three days travel, um, you are you have lost a couple of hours in the morning, but that could be uh, remedied by resting another night and arriving super early or arriving super late on the night that you arrive. It's not that actual, it's not that much of like a, a time loss. Um, so uh, you travel down the road. Uh, you, you are greeted by an equally pastoral scene to the one that you woke up to this morning. And um, you'll stop to not make camp around lunchtime, but when you're traveling and you're walking, you do have to stop for a meal. So Lunchtime, you've you've walked for several hours. Everybody's stomach starts rumbling, um, and it's time to to stop and and figure out what you're going to do for lunch. Um, is it rations for lunch today, or do you plan to try to cook something? Uh, I mean, I feel like Cookie would be the one who would be doing cooking. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> she's a baker, not a cook. Are we under she- Are we under the understanding that the Kebler Brown, the Kebler uh, baked goods provide enough nourishment for us to live off of or not? 
they are baked goods, so you can you can survive off them. I mean, if you only ate baked goods for a long time, you might end up with like scurvy, depending upon whether fruits involved at any point. I, but, I like, figure, due to their uh, special nature, they might be more hardy than than more. We are replacing like um, like fun spell stuff with uh, the food, but they're not like good berries. Good oh. berry. If she were to learn a spell like good berry, and then were to like make pastries with the good berries, then like the good berry would still function like good berry. Yeah. Um, but these are just this is just food. Like she doesn't have to stop and cook anything right now. This is more a question of like, are you gonna like stop and make a fire and like make a lunch after you're like because. Because even though you've only lost two or three hours of the actual day, you had your whole like adventure. So for you all, more time has passed and you might be more hungry. I'm just asking whether you're like mm-hmm. planning on cooking. You're just going to like stop, put your feet up under like a shaded tree and like have some rations and give yourself a breather before you continue on. We're still a couple days out. Mm-hmm. I'd just do rations. Okay. I, I think I think uh, Fregus will eat the apple that the lady gave her. Okay. Yeah. Morthos is going to snack on his apple, but I, I'd also... I want to cast my or get my figurine and use it to get my raven out for the rest of the day. Okay. And since, yeah, there's enough time before getting there, I'll just have my raven for the day. So, right. so does the raven stay once you, or is there a time limit on its? For 12 hours. Oh, okay. So it's a decent mm-hmm. amount. And then I can use it again in two days. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think that there's a. A uh, command word? Figure your power to such oh, a beast. Oh, speak the command word and throw the yeah. figurine. Yeah. So you tell me what the command word is. Raven, I choose you. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> <laughs> I whip it, spinning it sideways. It's totally up to you. If that's what you want it to be, then that's fine. Okay. Uh, rah, rah, Raven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Please. Okay. So that's what you're going to have to say yeah. every time you activate the raven. Just, you know, it's like ins- it's inscribed on the side, right. which makes sense. You know, it came from like a village. The peasants didn't seem like they were like wondrous wizards with lots of power and wanted to make some like clever catch line. They were like, this is good enough, right? Like, whatever. Yeah. So there you That's go. That's adorable. I'm going to call it Rara as a result. <laughs> I love it. So Rara Raven, the... <laughs> The like it's almost like uh if you've ever seen whichever Terminator movie it is with the bad guy that's like the liquid metal. It's like a liquid metal splays out uh into like a larger version of itself. Um and then as the as the magic settles, it looks more like a normal raven. So it's not like you obviously have a silvered raven on your shoulder or whatever. Um, but there is almost like a bit of like a sheen of silverness to it when you look at it. Cool. Is there um, like a river or a creek or something nearby? So um, there are like several patches of like copses of trees and stuff. And so you've all kind of like moved slightly off the road and like you're sitting under like the shade um, and like uh, enjoying like taking a, a breather. And you know that there's like more there's more like foresty, not a full on forest, but there's like wooded area behind you. And this is the sort of setting that would have like small river runoffs um, because this is like an agricultural area. There are many, many sources of water and it does have that kind of like smell to the air that being near like running water has where it's just like a little bit more human almost. So, mm-hmm. you know that there's probably like some kind of a Creek or something in there that might be nice to dip your feet into or something. Okay. I think cookie is going to go to the group. I need to go fill up my water skin 
Does anyone want me to fill up theirs while I'm out? Uh, Frigus. Yeah, if you're offering. I am offering. <laughs> Frigus kind of reaches down to his water skin and then remember it's filled with magic water and he's like, uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Bella? No, thanks. All right. Morthos, I'll take yours and I'll go. Thanks, Cookie. It's like, Bear, you want to tag along and we can go for a walk? Bear likes walks. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm following Cookie. Yep. <laughs> I said the W word. <laughs> uh, I don't know if my if all the time I spend around dogs is influencing how I how I play bear. <laughs> um, I feel like there's a certain like um, it makes sense though. Like yeah, they they know some words. Enough. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, toddler level uh, able to retain words. Um, so you um, you kind of head off into the, like, at first it's like thin trees where they're providing shade and it's more like small groupings than like there being like a, it's not a forest. What's smaller than a forest? Um, a whatever A grove. Yeah. Cops. Um, there's like a little grove and a little cops uh, back there. Um, and you walk under the shaded canopy where the trees are a little bit thicker. And, and after just like a few minutes, you start to hear like a slow trickling sound. And um, you're, you literally only walk from maybe like, 10 or 15 minutes and you're able to to kind of find this like slow moving really shallow but like clean looking water and it's even like a little bit cool to the touch almost like maybe there's a spring nearby or something okay so cookie kind of goes up and she sees i kind of picture there being like just a small um waterfall there yeah 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 totally okay and she go- she pulls out um her her water skin, and she starts filling it up under the waterfall. And while she's doing that, she kind of notices that she's getting kind of, her her vision is kind of getting blurred. And that after a minute, the water skin actually just starts overflowing with the water. And she starts feeling tears welling up in her eyes. And she falls to her knees and begins to cry. So Bear notices something's wrong with Cookie, right? Like something's happening. <laughs> so uh, she's going to walk over there and lick Cookie's face. Aww. <laughs> Cookie wave, waves her hand and um, casts speak with animals. And she goes, Bear, there's something that I need to talk about. What's up, Cookie? (laughs) (laughs) When I meditate at night, I get flashes back to the cave. And I see my dagger going into Vilnus's body. And then I just see blood. I see his corpse just laying on the ground lifeless and it haunts me to this day but the crazy part is is that in that moment I didn't feel any remorse I was happy that he was dead and that I gave him 
the killing blow. Why are you sad? (laughs) Well, I guess it's... I just don't recognize that person. Like, what I did. It's like, I took away him getting the justice that he deserved from the elves or whoever and that wasn't right that wasn't my decision to make but I did it anyways and it's just it's a side of me that I just I don't I've never seen before and it's a side of me that I just don't want to see again and then she just kind of puts her face into bear's fur because I kind of see them being real close together and she just cries for a moment to just process and let the feelings out and then after a minute or two she kind of lifts her head out of the fur and goes I never want to kill again that's okay I'll do it for you (laughs) So she just kind of laughs and wipes away some of the tears from her face and goes, Thanks for listening, Bear. You're a good friend. And she gives Bear a big hug and um, pulls out a cookie from her pocket and gives it to her. And then she fills up her water skin and Mortho's water skin and gets up and is ready to walk back. Okay. Barry eats the cookie. And calls the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a while in the spell. Is there anything, not to like, no pressure, that was wonderful, mm-hmm. but like, um, what is, like, how does Bear feel about that? Like, she's like, oh, it's okay, I'll do it for you. Does she think, like, is there anything you feel like you need to, like, express to her? Or are you like, this is good, I've got you? Like, I've got you. Also, yeah. like, when people bother you, I feel Bear feels that you should be able to just kill him. <laughs> all right. So Bear's like, all right, Cookie's not feeling good about this. I'm going to take care of things, basically. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love it. Okay. Cool, cool. So you all, you know, the there's like a gentle breeze and it's kind of like, your face is a little like chilled by it at first cookie because you're still there's still a little bit of like moisture from where you're crying, but it, it like it kind of almost helps dry the tears and stuff at first too. And you have just enough like long of a walk that by the time you get back, it's not like super evident that you um, cried unless like you would like for it to be. Um, but if she was wanting not. to kind of like breathe center like fan her face kind of thing it would be easy enough to kind of like walk back and look perfectly normal um yeah i think that's what she would do and would be trying because she wouldn't want to talk about it i don't think after that (laughs) okay so cookie and bear arrive back um you hand morthos water skin guys i do have some Little pies that we could maybe eat for a snack if you would like. Hi, sounds lovely. I pie is one, one of the words Baird knows. What flavor <laughs> of pie? 
It's kind of a mix of like nuts and berries and um, stuff to that's good for you to eat while you're like out to give you like energy and um, things like that. So it's just kind of a mixture of like berries and nuts and stuff like in a little pie. Kind of like a cliff bar, but in pie form. Kind of. Frigus has kind of already eaten his apple and, and he's still hungry. So he's like, thank you. Morthos happily takes one, starts scarfing it down. I'll tastefully and slowly just enjoy the one that she gave me. Just like I've never had something so delicious in my entire life. Aw. That's Cavalier's. Compliments <laughs> to the, the baker. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. And they are really good. And you've had good food. They're just, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so unless anyone else like starts to be in conversation or anything, you um, you finish your rest, you eat, you feel like, okay, I'm good for another six hours of walking, you know, kind of thing. That's the, You might take additional rests along the way. But uh, unless there's anything else specific anyone's wanting to do, like trying to scavenge or whatever while you're walking, then we'll just come to camp for the night and watches. Uh, anybody else have anything on the docket before then? No. Nope. Okay. All right. So you break camp for the night. You know you're only about two days away. Um, you can, uh, you know, as as you see fit, you all can decide to eat or um, uh, like go foraging for stuff. Let me know if there's anything specific that you would like to do, like in terms of like camp stuff and we'll, we'll do any roles necessary, anything like that. Um, who is going to take, are you going to set watches actually, I should ask, since you're kind of out on the road by yourself? I, I think, I think Fergus uh, would, would stay up first. Um, I, I don't know if anybody else would call for watch, but I think he would, he would, uh, Make sure and kind of stay up uh, late later um, and and uh, such before uh, anybody else kind of falls asleep. Um, I guess uh, waiting for everybody else to fall asleep before he falls asleep. I do think he's he's been carrying the mirror in his uh, bedroll, and and once everyone's kind of asleep, he um, he'll finally like un- unroll his or take it out of his bedroll and. And uh, kind of uh, uh, gently uh, set it set it next to him, like right right within arm's reach. Is it flat on the ground or is it leaning against something? Uh, I could I could see him leaning it next to a tree and then laying next to that tree, uh, just long enough far enough that like there's not a concern that he would accidentally thrash in his night and and knock it over, but close enough that he would feel confident that if anybody touched it, he would hear. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. So it's it's like leaning slightly inclined as you lay down. You can actually even still see yourself in the mirror a little bit. Yeah. There's like, um, are you going to light a fire for the night? It's not like a super cold night, so it's kind of up to you all. I would imagine we would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we'd put it, I think we'd put it out before we go to sleep. I also, elves don't really sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I wouldn't fall asleep at any point. Um, but I mean, I'd offer to take a watch if everybody else wants to rest. Okay. I was going to sleep. Are you an elf or a half elf? I'm an, she's a wood elf. A wood elf. Okay. So okay. yeah. So she yeah. would definitely just be like meditating as well, but she 
would be really tired and would want to do some definitely some deep meditation after everything that they've been going through. And she had a pretty emotional day. So, yeah, yeah, that's a it's like light activity. So you can do your deep meditation and like you can really focus on whatever you want to. And like your senses are kind of up to you how deep in your meditation you are. Um, you're not going to be, it's not the same as being asleep, even in a deep meditation. So you're always going to have like a little bit of awareness. Some awareness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you, you can organize that as you see fit. Um, I imagine bear probably isn't taking a watch because it would be difficult to communicate anything going on. Morthos, do you see yourself taking a watch? Uh, not if he doesn't have to. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, so basically, um, the two of you that don't actually need to sleep, uh, and Fergus are obviously going to be the last ones to left awake. So, um, there's a there's a little bit of like a firelight that's been twinkling. Maybe Fergus um, puts it puts it out uh, before um, he like unwraps the um, the mirror and kind of like sets it against something. And um, or excuse me, he puts it out right after he does that, and then like sets up his bedroll. You stay up for however long you feel like staying up, Fergus. And then yeah. there's a point where there's just uh, the mirror is kind of like reflecting a little bit of like the moonlight, and Cookie is obviously like. Um, taking her like meditative state into like a, a deeper place than you probably are right now, Bella. And you have just kind of like a moment to yourself where um, like pretty much everyone is asleep uh, except for Cookie, who you can tell is like really kind of focusing on herself at this moment. Uh, once I'm sure then that nobody is going to be paying attention to me, I actually I'd pull out the box with the parchment and I just take one of the sheets out and I would probably spend a good five minutes pondering exactly how I want to word it and what I want to say. Um, and then I write a note and send it on out and I watch the little bird fly off in the distance and I have a little smile on my face and then okay. I'll uh, start writing in a little diary that I keep on my person. And uh, Claudia has been kind of like uh, sitting and I wouldn't say the cactus cat would really need to groom as much, but I think like out of habit, they would be like pawing at things on the ground and every once in a while, like, a noise will happen like a normal outside noise and the spines will kind of like creep up a little bit. <laughs> and then after a moment, the, they'll kind of go back down almost like that's the haunches that a, that a cat has when their first ends up kind of thing. Um, but she's like nestled against your leg and just kind of like generally purring and enjoying herself. And I'm loving on her occasionally too. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Um, so the evening passes without incident. You all awake feeling refreshed or finish your trances and your light activities feeling refreshed. Um, you didn't actually see anyone on the road. Um, that's not necessarily all altogether uncommon because most people do stop and rest in the night. Um, but yeah, it was like a, just a really remarkably quiet night. Um, so you continue on the path the next morning. And there is a point probably a little bit early for like the normal lunch break where there's, there's some sounds off in the distance. Everybody make a perception check for me. Is it smell based? It is not smell based. It is sound, sound based this time. I got it. Bella got a 21. Cookie got a nine. Fergus got a 10. Bear got a nine. Morthos got a seven. 
Okay. So um, you're all walking along. Do you think there's like conversation? Or are you all just kind of like quietly trudging down towards Waterdeep? It seems like we're pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, no, I would try to make quiet conversation with Morthos. This guy's interesting to me and I want to okay. know more about him. Okay. Um, so you two are kind of like quietly chatting in the hey, back. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you can have a conversation if you would like to, absolutely. Uh, no. Okay. I was, no. I was thinking about recusing. <laughs> Just like <laughs> random small talk to try to gauge what, like, how he responds to random things along the way. Just to okay. gauge his personality without getting anything deep. Okay. How do you think you react to small talk right now, Morthos? Um, I think I get a lot of short answers, like a lot of yes, no kind of thing. And then. Do you think he's being terse short or do you think he's being like distracted short? Uh, I think he's being, yeah, a little fussy. You know, okay. like he doesn't want to oh. give away too much. He doesn't, he, he thinks Bella's cool. Like he's impressed by what she's done so far, but he's like, I don't know, still kind of standoffish. Cool. I would actually pick up on that and not harass you. Like okay. if I can tell you're getting uncomfortable or like, are not enjoying the little bit of interaction, I wouldn't push at all. So that you you two are having like a quite periodic conversation, obviously like politely done. Um, I'm not going to make you roll to see if you can <laughs> politely converse or anything like that. You're just about to ask another question that you know or you're pretty certain won't like raise any haunches from Morthos, Bella. Like another kind of like, oh, so, you know, what kind of cookies has have you had from cookie or something like that? That would be like a happy answer that wouldn't take much from him. And you hear what almost sounds like whimpering, like um, somewhere off, like in the field to the right of the road, which since you're heading south would be west. Um, so it's like this almost like a faint whimpering sound and you hear it too, Fergus, like, like, like some kind of creature is hurt or tired or scared or something like it doesn't sound like a baby animal. It sounds like a full grown animal, um, probably canine. But it's unclear, like, what exactly it is. Like, it's not, you, it's, you can't tell whether it's, like, hurt or whether it's just distressed. I think uh, Fergus has definitely spent a lot of time in the woods and stuff. Um, and he's uh, he he's tried to take care of a few animals uh, that, that have seemed hurt. And he's, he uh, kind of stop, stops when he hears this and goes... Uh, hold. I, th- I think there's something we need to check on, and and he starts walking towards the source of the sound. What do you hear, Fergus? It sounds like an animal's hurt. What are your orc I- orc ears here? <laughs> I heard it too. And and yeah, Fer- Fergus is just making his way that way. It's- I heard we were going to Waterdeep. There's a lot of ways to get to Waterdeep, and maybe that we're taking <laughs> the path. We're taking the longest yeah. road. Yeah. Hey, you got you got a fancy raven because we took a, the path before. So maybe you'll get a second magical thing out of this. 
Did you do anything with your raven while it was um while it was available to you yesterday, by the way? Uh just simple commands you know just like go do a do a loop you know go 100 feet that way come back just kind of like playing with it you know do a barrel roll yeah do a barrel roll sure there you go (laughs) do a trick okay um so the figuring of course this is the next day is in your pocket um you are able to fergus as a, a ranger it's pretty easy for you to track but go ahead and make me a survival check just to see how easy it is for you to notice your surroundings and stuff if you would like to help bella because you heard it too you can well i rolled a 20 i got a 15 so uh you're in kind of like a high grassy like untamed area off the side of the road the trees are thinner here so it's more like the sort of like rolling plains that like um, like almost look like waves when they're kind of like blowing in, in the wind. Uh, and so there's like, at first it's kind of difficult, you know, like, okay, it's to the West and you start kind of like wandering off that direction, but there's almost just like this sea of of rolling grass. that's almost like, like waist high almost, um, to Fergus, um, with like little spots of trees. But then you notice that, um, there's like an area that, the grass is disturbed and there's almost like earth kicked up uh, and you're able to follow that back to there's um, like a short tree that looks like it was broken at some point, but kept growing. So there's this like large overhang bit that's still half alive, but half dead. And there is this uh, creature. It looks like huddled up in this sort of like lean to almost that's made by these branches that are broken over um, and are like half alive and half dead uh, in this tree that's like out in this field. Um, it's it's like partially obscured because the, the leaves are a bit alive, but you do see a bit of fur. There's some like light and dark texture to it or shade to it. Uh, Frigus kind of uh, slowly comes up to, to the animal um, kind of trying to get close and be like, are you are you hurt, buddy? Do you, do you need do you need something? Make an animal handling check. Your boy is proficient at thirteen. Okay. Um. So w- originally, you could basically see like um like the back like haunch of what looks like maybe like the left side hindquarters, and you start to speak, and you see like a head poke out from under the leaves. And um, there's just this beautiful wolf with blood matted on their fur. They've got these bright golden eyes that, like, are a little keener than you're used to seeing from animals. Uh, like, you you look at some animals, and especially dogs almost, like, you know, uh, have a way of, like, bonding with people, being pack animals and stuff like that. But these just have a way of kind of, like, staring through you almost. Like, there's an intensity to the gaze of this creature. Um, this They've got like dark black and brown mixture of fur that fades to a fair white color, uh, like under their neck and in their underbelly. But there's just like dried matted blood across them. And as you're looking, it doesn't look like they have as many wounds as it would take to create that much blood. Like maybe there was, um, they got a bite out of something else too or something like that. But it looks like it's been through some kind of like a fight and it seems to be favoring the leg that was kind of sticking out like it couldn't quite um, hide it well enough as it was trying to, like, lick its wounds. But it's just kind of, like, intensely looking at you, um, like, half poked out of these leaves overhanging on the ground. Uh, Fergus kind of uh, looks back and goes, Cookie, can you 
Can you come here real quick? Yeah, for sure. Um, it. I, I'm not. This this wolf looks injured. Can you? You have healing magic, right? Yeah, I do. Can you see if you can help it? Absolutely. It doesn't look as backed into a corner um, as it does look like it's it's like studying the two of you intensely, and it's. Like, it's trying to, like, shift around, but it's got this one leg that's not quite working. And as you look at it, you do see that in the other areas where the there's just, like, these patches of, like, this dry mottled blood, there's a little bit more of, like, a fresh-looking, um, like, maybe, like, a gash or a bite or something that you can see where there's a little bit more of something fresh-looking, like, kind of in this fur that's not as dried. Okay. I think um, she'll cast Speak with Animals and just go... I'm just here to help you. I don't want to... I'm not going to hurt you. And then put cure wounds on the wolf. Okay. Um, so you say that and he, he kind of lowers his head a little bit, like still looking at you intensely, but um, like a little bit more relaxed. Um, it's it's not necessarily like a nod that you get, but definitely kind of like a like a relaxation to the posture and you're able to cast your spell and as you're as you're kind of you know working in the area where you see that this like sort of fresher blood is, you're able to um, without having to like touch it or anything, you're able to see where the wound is. And as you cast the magic, it does close up a bit. And you think just based on the look of it that it probably was a pretty deep bite that was impacting um, like the movement, um, like something might have like gotten torn or bitten through like a ligament or something in there. And so it was just, he was having trouble like moving the leg as well as it hurting. But with this type of magic, you know, that that kind of thing gets like sewn back together. So, um, after a few minutes, he kind of like sits up a little bit and, and he still looks a little like, like fatigued, maybe almost at this point, less than, um, less than uh, like anxious or wary or like not able to get up. He just looks like he's had a really rough time, but he, but he's like moving his leg properly now and is kind of like sitting up like you would expect an animal to. Um, and he's got his head still bowed a little bit, but he doesn't look again, doesn't look um, like anxious or anything like that. Just kind of like naturally wary. And he's looking between you and Fergus. Um, is there the, the blood on him? Is it like a trail of blood? Uh, leading from somewhere when you first started kind of like wandering off the road towards like this general like really soft whimpering sound um you and you found that like stirred up area like thinking about it in retrospect it did look like there was something that happened there um like perhaps there was like an animal altercation um there were several creatures involved you could go back and you could probably study it at greater depth to find out more about like how many and what types and things like that but um like there there was a little bit of like like a few patches of uh, a little bit of like pooled blood between those two locations but there wasn't like a thick trail or anything like that uh fergus uh goes into his rations and pulls out a little jerky and and kind of like uh, puts in his hand for the, for the uh, wolf to to take. Okay, he like leans forward and smells it, and kind of like not wanting to take it from your hand, but clearly wanting it. Kind of like 
um, dips his head down low and kind of is almost like looking at it from beneath and like wanting you to drop it. Uh, with that, he, he kind of, uh, just kind of drops it, uh, in front of him. Okay. He hungrily eats it up very quickly. All right. Um, he, I think, I think, uh, Fergus is, is kind of gonna back off, uh, a bit, um, gesturing to Cookie to do the same. And, and he, he's going to try and figure, like, go to, to where the source of this seems to happen and, and figure out what, what caused this. Okay. It's easy enough to go back and follow your footsteps back along the path that you've kind of like made to get here. So go ahead and make me another survival check while you're like looking through this area to see if you can figure out what exactly happened. Whoa. I rolled a one with plus two is three. Okay. Um, So you're taking a look around and the grass is pushed down. There are like, like gouges in the ground where even just like your base level amount of working knowledge, you can tell that this is uh, like uh, either a person or an animal who has like dug their foot in trying to stand their ground and was like pushed back or maybe they pushed off to lunge at something um, like the ground was a little bit more wet um, or there was just a lot of force behind it when this happened. It's difficult to tell how many and what creatures there are, but this was more than just one for sure. And it looks definitely like more than two, but it's really just hard. Like maybe it's been a long time. There does seem to be, um, you know, just even with a natural one, you're a ranger and there's a base level amount of knowledge there. When you're looking at the ground, it, there's been obvious blood spilt when you move the grass out of the way and you start like picking up and sifting through the dirt that's in the like moved pieces of earth and things like that. So something happened here and it seems to be like a mid scale. Like maybe there were two packs that went off against each other, or maybe there was a large predator animal. And um, it, it seems unlikely that he was caught by himself more like, um, either he's the only survivor or he was the one that wasn't able to make it along and he was left behind or something like that. So kind of difficult to say. Uh, Fergus uh, may, may, uh, come, comes back to the, the wolf and kind of uh, gets close and, and, and goes like, uh, where's, where's the rest of your pack? Um, where's, and and he kind of like uh, kind of tries to make hand signals to kind of uh, explain, you know, where where are your the the rest of of, of them kind of uh, gesturing at him and just kind of trying to communicate with with what uh, what little he has to offer, um, trying trying to trying to gesture to him to be like, can you come out and, and um, such. Okay, make another animal handling check for me. Oh, big. 14. Okay. So, uh, again, he, he looks relaxed, but it was, like, reluctant to, like, move too far from where he'd been kind of, like, pulled up, I guess, for lack of a better term. But as you're kind of talking to him and gesturing and using, like, calm tones and all the things you know works to, like, establish a rapport with an animal at any time you've ever needed to do that. Um, he kind of like slowly starts like he'll he'll do that thing that a dog does where he'll um, I mean, he's a wolf, but he'll kind of like move a little bit and kind of like sit back down on his haunches and then like scoot a little bit forward a little bit more. And so he he comes fully out 
from this little like broken branch ish area. And he's kind of like sitting and looking at you um, like curiously and like interested almost in a way like there's no um, there's no aggression in his posture. Uh, for, for I guess grab grabs out an, another little jerky from his rations and and uh, sets it down in front of him again and and goes. Um, if you if you want to come with me. We can see if we can find the rest of your pack. I, some reason I can't figure out where they are or what happened here, but I mean, we can try and reunite you. I don't, can't seem to understand where they are right now. He eats the second piece of jerky and he kind of stays a little bit closer to you this time and kind of like does the like, sniff thing that dogs do where you can see their nose wiggle and he's like mm. sniffing the air around your hand um i i think i think for fergus is is i think leading trying to lead him back to where uh he thinks that the um the incident happened to see like with 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 the jerky in hand hoping that with the wolf there that might give him a like the wolf's reaction might give him a clue to where what happened. Um he he begins following you like timidly going for the jerky and just willing to kind of like slowly walk behind you and it looks like at first he's like favoring that leg. Um that looked hurt but then as he continues to walk it's almost like either he realizes it's fine or trusts walking on it now that it feels okay after he's taken a few steps. And he's just kind of like slowly, he's still like at a distance. He's not like right up by your side all of a sudden. Um, but he's he's just a few feet away and kind of like slowly following um you while you're holding the jerky out. And you're able to lead him all the way back over there. Um when once he we get back, does he seem to have any reaction that might give me an idea? He do you give him the piece of jerky, or are you still holding it? I, I think I'm breaking off little bits and 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 putting it uh, in front front of him as we as we walk to kind of lead him. Okay, like, like eating, uh, leading him with like Reese's pieces, like yeah. tea. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so he is following you and eating these little bits, and um, when you get back close to the area, he he bends his head down to eat a piece that you've laid on the ground, and as he kind of like laughs it up, he stops and he puts his head up. And his ears tilt forward and he sniffs his, he sniffs the air. And then he kind of, um, you're still like, it wasn't very far, but you're, there's like still grass covering the area where he wouldn't be able to like see it yet because of how tall it is here. Um, but he kind of ends up making like a beeline towards the last, like to cover like the last like five or 10 feet between where this like scene is and where you were like leading him. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he arrives, he starts like, walking around quickly and he's smelling the ground and he's smelling in, into the sky and like uh, whimpering and he stops and he like howls a few times. And after he howls, the ears will perk up and you don't hear anything for a little while. And then he'll sniff around and he'll do it again. Um, can I discern what that means? Uh, make an insight check or or survival. What do you think? Uh, I figured animal handling, seeing as I'm okay, animal what... handling will work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. 
11. He looks distressed. He looks like he's expecting, like, you know, wolf activity. There's, like, the call and the answer of the howl. That's part of, like, the communication of the pack. And when he does it, he's, like, stopping and listening. And when he doesn't hear anything, he gets agitated again. But not angry, agitated, agitated, like, worried. Uh, for Frigus, um, get, gets, gets down with, with him and, and goes, I'm not sure where your family is. It sounds like they're not around here. Uh, we're, we're going down the road. You, you should come with and we'll see if your family is on the way. And he kind of, uh, as, as he does that, he kind of like waves his hand to gesture the way that they're walking. Uh, and he, he puts a little, another jerky kind of down, down for him to try and calm down, calm his, uh, feelings. Okay. Um, you put the piece of jerky on the ground and he's, he's eating it and he's kind of watching you as you're, as you're gesturing and it takes him a few, just a few moments as he kind of like sniffs the air again and like walks around and looks at, at everything. But as you kind of like are backing up and like waving for him to follow you, he, he does kind of like, like almost slowly just like trailing behind you a little bit, like, like coming with, but um, still keeping like a distance. Um, you know that this is pretty remarkable for um, a creature that's not been domesticated for you to be this successful. Um, almost like there's like an understanding there that you can't quite explain perhaps, but just something drew you to him obviously. And for, for whatever reason, he seems to be like trusting you and just like as any creature would um, except for adventurers when meeting someone new is just kind of like, keeping a little bit of a distance before he's completely comfortable, if that makes sense. Frigus goes, um, if you guys want to just keep following the road, I'm going to hang back a little bit more to make sure uh, he, uh, the wolf uh, seems okay. Um, but but it's it, it should be just straight this way uh, and ge- gestures to the way to Waterdeep. Um, so, so kind of as they're, they're walking, uh, um, you know, as I assume the wolf will kind of lag behind and, and Frigus will kind of wait and, and, uh, try and, and just like watch him and, and see, see if he's seeing signs of his family or anything. He's like, you'll take a few steps and he'll take a few steps. And when you stop, he kind of like sits back down and sniffs the air and like looks around and then you'll walk and he'll take a few steps. Um, that kind of thing where he's like, he's following you and he's still kind of like looking around him, but um, he does seem to be like trailing you. Um, okay. Does everybody like fully leave? Do you all go back to the road or are you all kind of like just making like, just like slowly walking away and watching? What are you doing? I'm going. Yeah. Okay. okay. If Bella's mm-hmm. going, Morthos is like, all right, let's get a move on. Yeah. Cookie would just, um, well, fill in bear with what's happening and be like, this wolf is, is chilled. Mm-hmm. So we good. <laughs> Please don't and fight them. Bear doesn't trust it, but she just watching. She, think, she thinks the wolf is sus. 
<laughs> I don't. What does There's that mean? Not a task in that room. Though. <laughs> I'm kidding. What, what does that mean? Suspicious. It's it's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Among Us. <laughs> it's deep gamer lingo. I'm like, <laughs> what's that mean? We're we're we're, make, we're making use of the the part of dungeons, and now we're covering the gamers part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just go okay. sniff its butt. Yeah, there you go. Don't, don't, wait, no. Oh, what? I am not a dog. A bear. I am She's a, bear. a bear. I don't sniff butts. Bears are like I don't big think. dogs. That's I feel how like I say this every them. week. <laughs> so you all make your way back to the road and, and continue on. And Fergus, um, after a while, like it seems like he was perhaps a little reluctant to like leave that area. But, but after he's... Just after a few, like, more howls and, like, silence that follows it, um, he seems content to follow you in your trail of beef jerky. Oh, yeah, and then we keep walking. Um, okay. I, th- I think I think uh, every, every so often, uh, Fergus kind of, like, looks to see if, if uh, the wolf has seen any signs of his family as they, as they make their way. Okay. Um, are you continuing to give like little tiny pieces of beef jerky as you go? If, if if he if he seems like he's looking at me expectantly, then yeah, I'll tear off a little little bit of it. Okay. Um, so he does continue to like listen around him, and he'll stop every once in a while and kind of like sniff the air as he's following you. And then there's a moment where you you look back and you see him kind of like looking at you, and you think he's looking at you expectantly, and you you reach into your pocket and you go to take out that piece of beef jerky and tear off another piece. And as you're tearing off another piece, he comes up and he, like, licks your hand that it's in and, like, tries to eat it right out of your hand. Fergus goes, um, okay, here. And he, and he just, like, leaves it in his in the hand for, for him to eat. And he gingerly leans forward and kind of, like, does the bite and pull away thing and scarfs it down and sits and looks at you. I think until we got got to Waterdeep that we got so far that it's like he's, if his family's not, you know, if we're getting this close to civilization, I think he'd he'd give him plenty of time to try and find them until we got close okay. to civilization. And then it's like, they wouldn't be there. They wouldn't be in Waterdeep. Yeah. Okay. So when you start walking again, he starts walking again. Are you going to try to catch up to everyone else? Or you're going to leave them a little bit ahead if, of you? Uh, I think he's... Fergus is trying to move as close to the group as possible as the the wolf will keep pace. So if okay. if, if the wolf's keeping right next to him, then he'll he'll uh, run up and 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 get up with them. Yeah, as time passes, he like he bridges the gap. He's not like walking like right under your arm or anything like that, but he's definitely walking closer to you. And you're able to like look ahead on the road and see them, and they can look back and see you. So it's not like you guys are separated or anything. You're just like like a little ways apart, like maybe like 50, 60 feet or something. Hmm. Um, so it continues on until the end of that day. Same same kind of plan for this night. This will be the last night of camping. Um, if you push this to a late evening, then you could probably arrive there by um, like nightfall the next day. But you would be arriving at the dark just because of like losing a couple of hours, or I could just say like twilighty time rather than arriving like midday when it's still light outside. Would you want to go a little bit later tonight, or do you want to just arrive kind of like late at night tomorrow? It's up to you all. I I think 
I think Fergus would want to make the camp for the night. Uh, to be there by like afternoon or something. Yeah, like twilighty time. Okay, yeah. so you, you go a little bit longer today, make your camp, wake up bright and early tomorrow. Yeah. Um, when you set the mirror up, um, did anyone, the only people that uh, were up after Fergus went to bed were Belladonna and Cookie. Did either of you look in the mirror the first night? No. Mm, no, I would have wanted to do the parchment. I don't think I would have paid attention to the mirror the first night. I would have Fair acknowledged fun. that it was there and become curious about it, but I don't think I interacted with it. Yeah, okay. you you don't you don't know about the mirror because you forgot the that he even got it. I would right. Assume. It's just weird that you pulled a mirror out. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. a thing. <laughs> it's a really big mirror. Yeah, I think Bear would look at it. Uh, I mean, I okay. yeah, I don't think I don't think. If 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 Bear was still asleep, I don't think Fergus would would be waiting on Bear. Well, Bear went to sleep before Fergus. Yeah, so yeah. Bear would wake up before Fergus. So Bear, when you look into the mirror, if somebody were to present Bear with a, what do you want most out of life right now? What would Bear see when Bear looks into the mirror? Bear would just be absolutely surrounded by such a variety of different foods and treats that you wouldn't even believe. Just <laughs> wonderfully smelling things, especially. Very fragrant foods. So you you wake up the first day, you're like laying on the ground, obviously your head's on the ground, and you kind of like look over and you look into this mirror and you just see this image of like a mountain of food. Like, all around you, it's half obscuring you, it's behind you, piled up high. And then you look around you and you're a little disappointed when all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's not there. But you look back into the mirror and it's there. You look around you and it's not. And you look back into the mirror again. And it's almost like you get the taste of, like, a really nice salami uh like in your mouth and there's this like you got it you got the sandwich from cookie one time when she was like okay you've had enough lemon bars you have to have real food now uh and it was like it was a really good sandwich that you got in one of the towns that you all stopped in and she was talking about how good it was too and you just really remember the taste of that sandwich and you're you get a plus one to your charisma permanently do you leave the mirror out again tonight um fergus I mean, he he doesn't have anywhere else to put it. Let me check in my inventory if there's anything that he would have to be able to uh, cover it. Why are you trying to keep the mirror from the rest of the party, Bryce? Because <laughs> I'm trying to protect it, and he is very enthralled by it, it so that it's like he doesn't he does not trust Morthos. Uh, he does not know you. Uh, he is going to like. He is going to be like. People are not taking this from me, um. So he is. He is protecting it, and it, I mean, he's protecting it from you guys. He's protecting it for anybody who would show up in, in you know, in the night. If if bandits came, he would be right next to the mirror to stop them. I think it looks less like Fergus is like bogarting this thing and more like he's keeping it wrapped up because it's a mirror and yeah. you're traveling on the road. It's less that he's like huddling it off away and more just that like he doesn't really understand what it is. And so he keeps like 
wrapping it up in soft things. Like that's why his bedroll's around it in the first place. Did you have anything else big besides no, your bedroll? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't have anything that uh, that yeah. is protective in that nature. So it gets leaned up again. Because um, I feel like flat is more dangerous. Like something could fall on it and yeah. break it if it's flat. So he leans it up again um, for the second night and you're able to like work out watches or not. Yeah. Um, a little bit cooler in the air tonight. Um, you're heading south, uh, but it's still summer. It's like a warm climate, but it's almost like there's this like breeze kind of blowing through that's a little bit colder so it's not cold enough that you have to have a fire but it would be comfier if you had one um would you all want to leave the fire lit for the night or go ahead and put it out when you'll go to sleep again or trance again i th- i think fergus would try and lower it not you know not catch a want to catch attention um but enough to stay warm yeah okay are we taking the same shifts like i don't have to take one <laughs> Morthos doesn't have to take one. I mean, I I don't see Frigus calling for for people to take shifts. So, if if unless anybody else was calling for that, I don't think any, anyone's doing it. I could see um, Cookie offering to take a shift if you wanted. If Fergus would want to sleep, I I think Fergus staying up is more a like, um, making sure everything's fine with you guys like like a trust with you guys than a um watch thing so he he uh he kind of waits for you guys to chill out and then and then once everything seems calm he falls asleep um more than just like a straight watch and then and then then I'm, i'm guessing the wolf is chilling next to him as well yeah he's kind of like the fire is on the other side of you, and he's kind of away from that. Um, but he's he's probably only like three feet away from you. Just yeah. kind of like sits down, eats the whatever food you give him, and kind of like lays down. He looks like he's had like a rough couple of days too. Yeah, I, um, I think as as uh, Fergus uh, like gets tired, he kind of lays with the wolf and tries pet- petting it and stuff. Okay. He wasn't, he kept trying to like sniff your hand for food the first couple of times you reached over. And because he moved quickly, maybe like pulled your hand back, like, oh, I'm not, you know, don't bite me kind of thing. Um, but after a few times of him like reaching forward to lick, you're able to kind of like, like chin scritch a little bit and then like reach up and kind of like pat um, the side of his head, like by his ear. And he mm. seems to allow it. Right. Okay. Um, so. Uh, you all settle down for another night. Um, the mirror is up. There's like a dancing like projection <clears throat> of not only the moonlight, but of um, like the firelight into it now. Uh, and you have another uneventful night. Um, does anybody go and curiously look at the mirror? I'm not guiding you. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. I'm just giving you the opportunity to, should you um, be curious about it enough to go and like kind of look at what this thing is. Totally up to you all. I saw how Bear looked at the mirror last night, so I want to see what's up with this weird mirror. Te- te- yeah, technically in the morning, I guess. Would Doesn't be. matter. Yeah. I didn't sleep. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> what are days to elves? Yeah. So as you kind of like, you go over and you're looking at it, you're not quite at the angle to see yourself in it first because you have to like kind of get up and move. And as you reposition yourself and you, you kind of like crouch down maybe or sit down, um, whichever you would do, um, to like get a good look at this thing. If... Belladonna were to be presented with 
like whatever goal is most present on her mind or whatever she just wants the most in this moment, what would she see in the mirror? Her sister. What does she look like? She looks like a younger version of Belladonna, but her hair is this beautiful, like, pale straw gold color. And she has these, like, beautiful brown eyes. And she just looks so sweet and innocent. And uh, the image of this, this girl, your sister, is just kind of um, looking back at you with, like, a placid, pleasant look on her face and smiling. Um... Like, she waves at one point and just stands there kind of smiling at you. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bella's gonna cry and go lay down (laughs) for a little bit. Okay. Um, As you, as the, like, emotions start to, like, wash over you and, um, like, you reflect upon, like, how this is making you feel, you gain that bonus to your charisma. Uh, and also, are you trying to hide that you are, um, like, being made upset by this? You don't have to be. I'm just asking. Uh, I, she wouldn't make it uh, obviously known, but she wouldn't do much to hide it either. Okay. Um, with your passive perception, Cookie, unless you would like to roll, Ambella, it's totally up to you. I feel like you would probably notice you're pretty insightful and um, you've had, like, a night to process your own, like, hurts and, and like struggles mm-hmm. um, and so you see Belladonna kind of get up and go over instead of the mirror and there's just like a change in her body posture as she's moving away and you just notice I think we need some group therapy <laughs> <laughs> yeah seems like it <laughs> I think Cookie would go Bella are you okay uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'll be okay. Thank you. Do you want to talk about anything? Mm, not just yet. Maybe another time. Uh, okay. I just thought I'd check, because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie. Thank you. That's really sweet of you. She's I think Cookie pie. will go into her bag and pull out a marshmallow. And she's like, this is something new the Kevlers have come up with. And she puts a marshmallow on a stick and puts it over the fire and roasts a marshmallow. <laughs> Ma- uh, Kevlar original. Did they invent s'mores? <laughs> of course they did. Step by step. I love it. And she offered it to you. She's like, here, try this. I'll take it and I just look at it like it's just the coolest thing ever <laughs> and I'll just pop it right in my mouth like oh my god thank you <laughs> this is wonderful <laughs> yeah I guess it just it's not really like a thing people think of to do is to toast the like fluffed sugar but man it's really good it's got like a nice texture to it there's like a crispiness on the outside and warm gooeyness on the inside they, they they just figured out marshmallows. They weren't even thinking, what if I put this on a stick and put it over the fire? <laughs> what if I light it on fire? Yeah. Some wizard somewhere did, but it went really poorly and he never got to 
record the findings from it turned into a marshmallow monster and they were like never again never again yeah. <laughs> is that the michelin man no. days without um, incident <laughs> yeah, zero <laughs> yeah yeah every mad wizard has that on his door um yeah so um the evening comes to a close if anyone else gets curious about it and goes and looks at it let me know and if not then we'll take off on the next day's journey Hey, it's Bryce. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone listening who gave us a shot. We truly appreciate it. Also, if you like Dungeons of Gamers, please rate and review us wherever you are listening to it. And more importantly, tell people you know you think it's great. Because without your help, we'll never know what Kebler cookies are made of. And now, back to the show. The morning comes. You awake uh, from an uneventful evening, or I shouldn't say uneventful, but uh, there were no disturbances. You all had a pleasant night, you feel well rested, and you know that you will arrive to Waterdeep around the time of, like, sunset. Um, So, the wolf is still trailing behind. He's perhaps a little bit closer than he was the day before. He looks a little less distressed. um, Still sniffs the air occasionally, but um, you don't see any signs of any like packs or anything as you're traveling. It's another thing that um, as you're looking throughout the day, there's just like a market absence of, and you're kind of getting the impression at this point that whatever altercation it was that occurred, they are gone or they don't exist anymore. Perhaps it's hard to say. So, so I'm thinking that he's the last of his pack. Mm -hmm. As the hours go on and he continues to follow you and takes little pieces of dried meat from time to time. Um, to the point that you're you're coming down the road and uh, you all start to see kind of water deep on the edge. You're 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 still pretty far inland, but water deep is like a seaside city. Um, so as you can kind of see it, sort of like you know you come over a hill and you see the like you get to the apex and you get to like look down uh, and you can see it off in the distance and there's it's like water behind it. Um, there's this kind of moment as you're. you're past noon at this juncture um and you've just like finished up your like lunchtime rest and he's kind of sitting next to you and the thought kind of occurs to you that like this isn't we're getting pretty close to the town and we haven't seen anything yet i think fergus kind of has this thought and he he like looks around in in the forest and stuff just kind of like looking around like kind of trying to like get a sense if there's wolves nearby uh as uh, himself like like maybe the wolf isn't uh seeing it but maybe he's getting an idea and i'm assuming he's probably coming up empty as well even even because i figured the wolf would probably know better Mm -hmm. and um he he looks over at the wolf uh Who's who's probably pretty pretty close, chilling nearby him, mm-hmm. um, and he he uh, takes the the red fabric uh, wrapped around his his neck off, and um, as as you kind of like as he removes it, people who are watching him do this might notice that that it like. While he's wearing it, the the way he's kind of has it tucked in looks more like a bandana. But like uh, removing it, it almost looks like it was like uh, a like royal cape, but like 
for like a little kid. And uh, Fer- Fergus looks over at Cookie and goes, uh, Cookie, you have a dagger on you? Yeah. Um, can I borrow it real quick? Yeah, absolutely. She hands it to you. And he, he takes the dagger and he uh, rips uh, or cuts off a portion of the, the fabric he's wearing and hand, hands the, uh, the dagger back to Cookie. And uh, he, he sit, sits like facing the wolf and, uh, and goes, um, it seems that you lost your family as well. And I know what that's like. So, and he like takes the the smaller fabric that he's cut off, um, and he he goes to to uh, wrap it around his neck, uh, the the wolf's neck, like a bandana. Um, did, shall I assume the wolf is chill with it? Yeah, he's like he's like sitting. When a wolf is sitting, or a dog, I said canine is sitting, and they're looking at you, and they're like sitting up, and there's that like intent, attentive look on their face, like they're paying attention to what you're doing. He's got this like, like I said, he's got this gaze that was almost like soul piercing in a way, but not like it's like maybe minorly unsettling, but only because it just seems so like keen and so intelligent. And he's kind of watching you as you're moving around and like isn't really sure exactly what's going on. But as you go to move closer to him and you start to like put it around, he doesn't seem to move. Right. He just kind of allows it to happen. Um, yeah, Fergus uh, wraps the uh, the fabric around his neck like a little bandana and says, um, you and me are family now. Um, and he, he goes... Uh, well, if you're going to be a bog, I'm going to have to come up with a name for you. And he, he goes, um, Willerby? And the dog doesn't really do anything. And he, he goes, uh, Samuel? And, and, uh, dog doesn't do anything. And, uh, and then he's like, well, Rascal? And then the the dog the dog seems to like perk up a little bit, um, and, and he goes. Um, then, from henceforth, you will be the future prince of Faraway, Rascal Bog, and and he 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 wraps the the um, bandana around him, and and then he ties uh, the the remainder of the fabric back around himself, and uh, and. Uh, Gets gets up, uh, ready to to uh, continue. Oh, <laughs> and as you are kind of like wrapping it back around uh, your neck, um, you go to like stand up, and where you put your hand down, he kind of like reaches down and like sniffs your hand again, and just gives you a little lick. And and he he kind of like uh, reaches. He keeps his hand out to like uh let him lick almost like like a boyfriend girlfriend where like uh, uh one partner will like stick their hand out letting the other uh partner like stick their hand there. He's kind of doing that but with with dog licks instead of you know their partner's hand. <laughs> gotcha. 
Okay. Yeah, you get you get a couple of licks, and he um, seems to just follow you a little bit more closely. Oh, how cute! Before, so you continue on. Um, the hours melt away. You can watch the sun descend in the sky, and the bright day shift to the more golden, sort of purplish tones of the evening. And you come to the gate of Waterdeep. Waterdeep is also known by some as the city of splendors. It is huge. Over a million people live here. Um, It's a massive trading hub. There's a big dock, a huge port. Um, This is a big, sparkling city. All cities have their dark underbellies, um, which some of you might be more or less familiar with than the others. But you come to the gates of this massive, bustling city. The sounds, uh, like... The sounds didn't hit your senses before the vision, the the sight of it did, but you heard them from further away than you thought you would. Just the size of this city uh, is massive. Maybe not further away than you thought you would, but um, it's it's a sound that carries. Uh, and as the as the night or as the night comes and the day fades, uh, the the revelry found at the inns and taverns near. Uh, the door easy to hear even from the other side. The gate is not closed. It is open to you. Um, nobody seems to be checking papers or anything like that as you come through. Um, it looks like they're not um, looking for anything in particular, just generally sort of city guard kind of keeping an eye out for something that does look dangerous. Despite having a bear uh, and a wolf with you, they kind of give you maybe a couple of curious glances, but since animals seem to be well-behaved... And, cac- and a cactus cat. And a cactus cat, yes. that There are, there are quite a few curious glances. We've, we've, got, we've accumulated uh, quite a few animals, or, or some are personages uh, with us. But um, despite like, them kind of maybe giving you like a curious look and then like, a once over or something when they see that um, there's no like aggression from the animals. Like they just kind of like obviously study you and making no, like no intent to hide it or anything. And they seem to be satisfied with what they see. um, And you're, you pass unaccosted. Um, It's probably not just like if anyone's been to a city before, if you haven't lived your whole life in the woods, it's not entirely uncommon to see people come through with large animals, especially the ones that seem to be tamed their parts of shows and things like that. So they make whatever assumptions they do. They seem to let you through. And with all all the animals we got, they're probably like, ah, animal traders. Yep. This is right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That's a new one. But, you know, this isn't the first time we've seen it. Uh, but yeah, so um, you come to the gates of the the city and you pass through, and before you are um, streets, uh, street lights being lit, uh, the sound of music, various different styles and songs coming from the taverns near the gate, and um, the road rolling forward to you. Where are you heading first? Um. So I know that I know that. F- Fergus is going to want to stop at uh, shops. He needs he needs to pick up some stuff, um, but we probably we're we're, we're going to want to know where we're going to make like set up at. So we might want to find an inn first. Okay. Are you thinking? Yeah, whereabouts in the city? So the city is separated out into a couple of different districts. If you are wanting to be close by your target, you're going to want to set up in the sea ward of Waterdeep, which is to the west. So if you're entering into the gates from coming from the north, then you'll be turning to the right to head west. Um, 
the have I told you the name of the no, place you, yet? No, I, I I do not know the okay. name of the place we're trying to rob. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> it is called the Violet Scepter. The Violet Scepter is in the seaboard, and um, it's pretty easy to find the wards of the city, even if you've never been to Waterdeep before, because there are helpful signs up and things posted around as there tend to be in large cities so that people don't walk in and are completely lost as to where to go. Um, so if you find your way over to the sea ward, um, there is sort of a, it's still split up into the sort of like more residential areas, the more like shop-like areas. And there seems to be like, there's a residential and then the sort of like temples that are situated there. And then beyond the sort of like mercantile area of the sea ward, there are, Basically, there's like a little inn and tavern area where you can tell that this is kind of where people go to stay or to drink and make merry in this area. And then among the other sort of like larger grandiose uh, establishments that are here, like there's a massive temple to Timora and things like that that are not in the temple district, but near the mercantile district uh, and near this building. Um, there is the closest and most convenient inn uh, is a place called the Golden Harp. Mm. Um, these, all of the inns in this sort of area have a way of signaling when they have space available. And there are only a handful of them that seem to have space available. And this is the one that's closest to your mark. Yeah, I think, I think that's, I was like, I don't know if he's going to want to be too close or like, like he was not going to want to get too close to it. But I think, at the end of the day, having a like excuse to be extremely close to it is probably mm-hmm. going to be beneficial of like, oh, we're not snooping around. This is where we're staying. So I think mm-hmm. I think as close as he can get is probably going to make the most sense. Yeah, it's still kind of situated in a different sort of like sector where where all of the ends are. But it's the one that's kind of like. It's not even the closest one. It's just the closest one that has space available. So it's not like suspiciously close, but it's close enough that it's convenient. And yeah, you could be like, oh, I'm just heading back to my place. If you're like looking around the outside and and uh, feel like someone's watching you. Uh, so you enter into this place. I'm assuming you're going to get like the room set up and then you're going to go pick up your supplies that you need. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is a two story inn. Uh, when you walk in, you see uh, like this magnificent painting of a golden uh, harp um, at the entrance. The background is kind of like abstract and purplish and red. Um, the floors are a deep polished wood. There, uh, there's everything here is very like shiny. All the draperies are a deep purple. There's a really nice juxtaposition of dark woods and dark fabrics with like gold uh, embellishments, and then there all the tables have marble tops. So it's like. Uh, like a dark and light play on the room. Everything's very clean, very shiny, very tidy. And um, instead of having like an individual person that you would go and make arrangements with, it's almost like they have set up what their options are. You almost get the feeling that like several of these inns in this uh, particular area are used to catering to people who travel a lot and are looking for like long-term stays. And so there's like... Um, you know, X number of rooms available for these number of days at this rate. Um, and then there's like upgrades to like suites and things like that. So what kind of thing are you looking for? Like how many rooms? Uh, so I'm thinking, okay, so what would a suite be? Would that be kind of like a big common area, but everybody kind of has their own room type thing in it? 
a suite. The suites that they have available are like a common area and then like two separate rooms that each have two beds in them, but they're like large size beds. They're not like the tiny ones that you get on like roadside inns. So you, th- you get the idea that there would be enough space for everyone given that like Bear probably isn't sleeping in a bed and things like that, but not everyone would necessarily get their own room. That's what you think. Maybe Bear will be sleeping on the bed. Um, I think I think he'd want a suite for everybody and then a separate room for him. Okay, okay. And I think he's he's not going to make a point. He's going to try and hide it, but he's going to want to get the cheapest room for himself he can manage. How long do you anticipate um, or how long would you like to book for? Because they basically have like a check sheet where it's like, what type of rooms do you want? How long do you want to stay? And it's not giving specific rates. It looks like it's almost like negotiable depending upon how long you're looking for. Okay. So you and me have talked a little bit about the the situation with the casino. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a tournament coming up. Fergus knows about this, correct? Mm -hmm. Because I'm figuring he's planned this around that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so so I'm thinking hmm, probably probably up till that tournament. So like roughly a month? Yeah, roughly. It's a month. not indicating anywhere that you have to pay for everything up front. Yeah. It's just kind of like getting an idea of like what your your estimated time is. Yeah. So, so he, you think about probably a month or so. Yeah, that's that's what he's gonna tell them. Okay. Um, so you've you've got the like sheet that they've got there, the like parchment, uh, and you like check off all of your appropriate boxes. And once that's done, then there is like a lectern in the back where you see uh, an older half elven woman. Being that she's half elven, it's it's easy to estimate that she's probably like a hundred and twenty ish. She looks older for a half elf, um, and she's in this like gorgeous dark green uh, gown. Almost, it's not like a ball gown. It's kind of almost like a cocktail dress. Like she's dressed up at work in this place. It looks like it's intended to like look nice. Um, and as you approach, uh, she's kind of sitting there and she's she's writing something on some papers. And as you get about like five feet away, she looks up and says, yes, can I help you? Uh, hello, I'm, I'm looking to uh, rent some rooms for an extended stay. Have you filled out your form? Y- yes. She reaches for it. Uh, he he hands the paper over. Shakes a look at it. Yes, yes. Um, we'll be paying uh, half up front and half at the end, or all up front. Uh, what's the grand total looking like? Um, for this combination, for the duration, um, it's a bit negotiable. What do you tend to do while you're in town? We do have some relationships with local businesses, and we can offer packages. Uh, we, we're, uh, doing some business around, there's nothing, uh, particular, we're, we're just some, uh, <laughs> some local travelers, so got some, got some business uh, across a, a couple, uh, means, um. Don't worry, I didn't mean to pry, that's very fine. No, no, uh, we're, 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 we're just, uh, you're gener- on vacation. Yeah, well. <laughs> with the kids. It's, it's a, it's a business <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Yeah. It's a working vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Work and pleasure. It, it, it's it's like going to PAX. It's like, hey, it's it's fun, but it's also yeah. I'm vlogging. <laughs> it's also vlogging. Yeah. Yes, let's see here. Let's see. Um, it does seem that we've got a bit of uh 
Well, we uh, are a little low on occupancy at the moment. People aren't going to be arriving for another couple of weeks, so we do have some specials on right now. Uh, there will be different rates as we head up towards the tournament. Are you aware? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, that I, I'll be quite excited to uh, see that. I'm, I'm a big fan. I see that you'll be here roughly about that long. So Mm -hmm. I thought you might be looking forward to that or might like to find out about that. She's like, she takes some Uh, papers from behind her desk. Sorry, go ahead. uh, I I do know of of the big event coming up. Did you know what the, uh, how they're they're planning to run things uh, this year? With the tournament? Uh, They have individual matches that are going to be like show, show matches. I know they usually do that in like interludes. Um, there's a big bracket, and then there's just individual. Um, aside from the more performance-based uh, fights, there will be actual individual matches. Um, some with established champions or um, those that one might not want to come up against in battle, uh, trying to tempt uh, perhaps adventurers to test their metal against them. Uh, there's a bit of a variety, really. It's um, what is your what's your preference? Oh oh I, I love the uh the physical uh the the gosh, I'm I'm trying to think like like what would they call it? like MMA <laughs> and, and this, the, yeah. I, I I love the tur- I love the tournament scene altogether. I'm I'm I, I just love to know what, what, what they've got th- at this uh this particular one. You can imagine there to be itineraries usually in about two weeks from now. Oh yes, yeah, so release it a bit early. I'm sure. We're, I'm sure uh, we'll 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 pop over there. And uh, what was the name of the casino one more time? Purple Scepter. Violet, Violet, Violet Scepter. Scepter. Sorry, the proper I'm name for purple. Names. It is. No, I'm kidding. It's a specific shade of purple, is what it is. Um, well, if you do plant it in the tournament, then we do have specials for that. It will only apply to the last two weeks of your stay. Would you like to? Would you like for me to include that? Uh, I I I don't think so. I think I think that's one of the the things that we're planning to do. But with all with the the group we've got, it's hard to it's hard to uh, plan for for anything specific. All right, very well. Um, so she takes a sheet from you, or she had already taken the sheet from you, and she begins like um, scratching some notes on it, and um, she's like writing with this very fine-looking quill. It's got a, like a an egregiously long white feather. Like it's unnecessary. It's obviously just meant to be like very flashy. Um, and she's like doing some tallies and stuff on it, and she says, "Well, I, I think for about a month-long stay uh, for for this amount of space, we could probably do." Mm, 35 gold? Uh, Fergus goes, oh, yes, uh, that that should be uh, fine. And will that be all up front or uh, half now and half later? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pay up front now. Half now, half later, always. Gosh. <sighs> she collects the 35 gold from you uh, and returns uh, to you two keys. One looks much nicer than the other, but the other one is still like, it's clean, it's well-kimmed. Everything here looks clean and well-kimmed. It doesn't look like they're sending you like to the boiler room with the other one or anything. It's just like the sort of flash that somebody who pays extra for the suite would want um, is obviously present in one key and not the other. Mm. And they have numbers on them. Are, is my room near their room? No. Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't guessing so, but... 
Uh, I, I, okay. So, but I do think we're we're going to we'll all go to the suite. I'll I'll follow them to the suite. Yeah, you paid for the rooms. They're not going to stop you and like ask who goes where or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, like. You all, you all came in together. You all like seem she's she took the money from you. Like it doesn't. She kind of like uh, similarly to other people. She gave like a glance over at like all the various assortment of animals in tow. But it was kind of one of those like cock and eyebrow, scratch out one amount and write a higher amount. Sort of <laughs> like there's pets involved here, kind of thing. So like no one's gonna stop and question you as to what room you're going to. Okay, sounds good. So we're uh, we go up there. Um, once once we get up there, I'm you guys making yourself comfortable? A real bed, all right. <laughs> um, oh, this is so nice, Fergus. Thanks. Such a fancy place. Uh, yeah i I'll have this room for for you all. I'll have a room uh, down down the the hall for uh from you guys. Uh, but uh. Pick your rooms amongst yourselves and and all that and uh, such. Um, Belladonna, do you have a moment? Uh, yeah. Um. So did did Bella make any indication that she was trying to find the information? Because like Fergus had made mention, but not a direct. If you wanted to look in your right end, you could. Or if you like, do you feel like you've been to Waterdeep before? Uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she's definitely been here before. Okay. So you, you know where to go. You know that you're going to be heading to the docks ward. Um, and it's going to take a little bit of time for you to get there, but, uh, it's on the other side of town. So there's nothing really for you to like, keep an eye out for here. Mm. Uh, but, but I was wondering if Bella indicated that you were going to try and find information. Uh, no, not, not to you specifically. Okay. I don't have anything to ask about. Okay. Specifically, Um, but uh Fergus uh goes um I know I know I mentioned uh stuff uh to you earlier have you have you been to Waterdeep Oh yeah a couple times Do you do you think you might be able to get in contact with the less than lawful type who might have information about a casino nearby um yeah, yeah, what kind of information would you be looking for? Uh, schematics? Uh that's oddly specific. Um <laughs> like, like you just want like a layout? Uh yeah, a general I need to know where everything is. Okay. Um yeah, I could probably try to reach out and see if I can find anything. Uh yeah, any Anything else about the casino in this tournament they have coming up would uh, definitely be helpful. Um, yeah, if you can just get me in touch with the people who have that information, I can try and take it from there. Um, oh, yeah, no, that won't be happening. Um, I, I can <laughs> act as your liaison. I will not be giving you the information from my contact. What whatever whatever it takes to get uh, the information, um, and and he he kind of uh, sheepish sheepishly goes. Um, I know we just met, but uh, thank you for the help. 
Oh, don't mention it, buddy. <laughs> um, and then seem like you need it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for Fergus, um, Fergus kind of looks over. So everybody seems to be getting comfortable, and uh, he he says um, he he kind of like looks at his at what gold he has uh, left after uh, paying for the room and stuff, and goes. Um, I'm gonna pop over to the shops, uh, real quick. Um, but when we get back, I'll, I'll explain the job. And so, Fergus goes to go do some shopping. Okay. Montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shopping montage. So are you planning on going out tonight and making contact with your liaison, Belladonna? Uh, yes. Okay. And I know um, you can like kind of take time now to do like any shopping or like purchase anything, any supplies that you need. And I know that you had some stuff that you need to pick up to Morthos. Yeah, Morthos wanted to head out and get some components. Okay. Um, so we'll start with Morthos. Um, you go ahead and um, have you ever, would you say you've ever been to Waterdeep before? I'd say Morthos has, but I have not. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. You're fine. <laughs> this is this is this is character knowledge. So if you've been here before, you know where you're heading. It's not hard to find magical components, especially for um like the spells the spells that aren't um like big fancy and flashy and you don't need like a thousand gold piece diamond for or anything like that. You can pretty much pop into one of the like magical shops on the block. They're like Starbucks, right? There's like mm-hmm. You can find a little bit of clay pretty much anywhere kind of thing. Um, so there's this one place that you've been to that um, it's not quite in the seaboard. It's kind of like on the edges of the seaboard and um, like the dock ward. But you liked it because people there don't ask questions. They just give you what you need. You give them the money. There's no like small talk. You don't have to like you walk in, you get what you want. Um, and their prices are a lot better than some of the other places that you've found around. So you know that you have to travel south to get there. So you start heading through town and you're still familiar enough with the place that you can like, even if it's been a while, you can navigate everything perfectly fine. So you're traversing the the cobblestones and you know there's like a particular alley that you need to turn down to, to kind of like cut across and make the journey take about 10 minutes less time. So you head down there and I need you to make a deck save for me. Okay. And I got a 21. So I got a 20. Uh, nice. nice. Nice, nice, nice. Why are there two? Oh, I rolled twice. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, no. What was the first one? 11. Oh, no. 11. I'm going to take the 11. second one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would like the natural 20, please. That is a shame. So it, That is a bummer. Yeah, you turn down this alley. This is less of an alley and more like one of those, the, all the shops back up to this sort of thing. So it's not like dark and and tiny and narrow or anything but there are narrower alleys that go between the shops and the various buildings as you turn down this alley an arm shoots out of uh one of the narrower um like actual alleys between the two buildings grabs you by the collar and like yanks you in to um what is now a very dark alley because it is small secluded there's not a street light here and night has come You see in front of you, um, as you're kind of like shoved against the brick wall, a short half-elven person. They have short cropped brown hair. And at first they don't look necessarily familiar to you, but then you see the piercing 
blue eyes that they have. And you realize that the last time you saw this person, their hair was longer and their clothes were a bit of a different fashion. Hello, mortals. Their lips curl into something that's a half smile and half snarl. Do you respond to them or are you standing there silently? I uh, kind of react to uh, who's when you who start are trying you? to what's talk, going on? Yeah, they put their hand over your mouth and they said, Whatever name you knew me by before is dead. It's a Daru now, and you'll do well to remember that. Uh, uh Daru, a Daru, a Daru. You are quite forgetful, aren't you, Morthos? I don't think we've met before. Ah, we've not met. You've never made any promises or any arrangements, and you certainly don't owe any debts, then. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like me. Debt-free and uh, just trying to buy some supplies, you know? (laughs) They, like, reach up and they grab you by the shoulder and, like, not, like, slam you because you're already kind of, like, against this wall, but they kind of, like, hold your you back. Um, and there's, like, a glint of, uh, like, metal in the light um, as they kind of, like, are flashing like a dagger. Uh, and they're not, like, brandishing it at you, but it's more like they're holding it out at arm's length. So the bit of light that comes in from the the wider, like, walking area can shine off of it. And they're like, perhaps I need to help you remember. Uh, you know, you know, now that, that, now that, that you mention it, I think, uh, you know, you do look a little familiar. Where's my money? Uh, well, so, you see, the thing is, I mean, I, I only have a little bit that I, I could give you, you know, two gold right now. Like, that's all <laughs> I, all I really have. Make a deception check. <laughs> 17. Oh, nice. Nice. Why do you find yourself so poor, mortals, especially when you owe me so much money? Well, I, I've been, you know, working on making some money. I, I joined up with some adventurers, and uh, I'm supposed to get paid sometime, but, you know, they, they keep holding out on me. Hmm. We, the adventurers, I'm used to dealing with them. Well, Adaro needs their due. What are you doing for these adventurers? Uh, well, we help some sick kids. Did you make money doing this? Uh, no, they were they were poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> Damn sick poor kids. <laughs> Get a job. Mortals, it's been a while since you've been here, and you may not know this, but with my new name comes new power. I could kill you, but then I won't get my money. How long? Ooh. Uh... I don't really have a timeline. I don't, I don't know. I can, maybe we can figure out an installment plan or something? I'm not happy, Mortals. You don't look happy, but I'd like to to walk out of here today. I'll tell you what. 
I'm not happy, but I've had a good day. I let you live today. I find you again. And when I find you, you better have something of value to me. Uh... And I'm watching. So if you try to leave the city, I will know. Okay, well, it was nice to meet you, Adaru. <laughs> <laughs> the dagger that they had in their hand, they kind of like uh, flip up in the air and uh, catch it by the like blade. And their hand like disappears under like a like a flowing piece of fabric or something. It's like their hand goes down and all of a sudden the dagger's gone and you don't know what happened to it. And they just take a step back and they're like, I'm watching. And they lean against the wall on like the other side of the alley from you. Uh, Morthos just turns around and runs back the way he came. Just doesn't even bother getting components. Just gets hightails it back to the inn. Okay. Do you um are you going to like run in like bursting in like sweaty and red faced from running or are you going to like try to compose yourself? Yeah, get a couple blocks away. It's like, okay, you know, I'm like back in normal normal people are here. I'm just gonna cool off, take a deep breath, just try to collect myself as I walk back in and just like, yep, had a good time, quiet night. Thing it was I'm fine. see you here. Okay. Um and you have prestigitation, so you can easily like dry off your clothes or anything like that. Um, so you return pretty quickly, actually. Um, does anybody stay behind? Cookie, do you have anything you need to go do while you're here? Any supplies to buy? Um, nothing like in a hurry that she needs. So she probably did stay and like took a bath and like stuff like that just to kind of hang out. Morthos gets back really quickly, a little bit quicker than he said he would, but he also said he like would be gone for a little bit and didn't really say so. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, Belladonna, you you were going to go make contact tonight, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so you head down to the docks. And you know that uh, in dock number nine, uh, in order to reach your contact in water deep, you walk up, you lean against the light post, and about ten paces ahead of you, there is a candle that's always lit on the side of um, like a banister almost that leads down to the lower levels of the docks. And you know, you lean there for a few moments and then you walk over and you snuff out the candle. Uh, You take like another five to 10 paces forward. And um, there's like, it's not so much a bench as it is like, there's a bit of like a recess in one of the like buildings that people can al- almost like sit on, but it's not like it's a comfortable perch or anything like that. Um, so you can go and you can choose to sit there or you can choose to um, like lean against the wall, but you must look busy. You know, you can't look like you're just looking around for people. So what do you do while you're standing there and waiting for um, somebody to show up after you've basically like given the signal? Um, I'm going to sit on the bench and I'm going to um, shuffle my playing cards from my playing okay. card set. All right, perfect. So you're shuffling your cards, and uh, a few moments pass, and another person comes in. Um, this thing is wide enough just about for two people. Um, it's it's not so much as it's like a tight squeeze, like there's an end to it, but um, 
for two people to sit. You're not like quite fully seated on this little like recess uh, in in the in the side. And um, a person just kind of like sits down next to you and opens up a book and begins turning pages. You rang? Um, yeah, I have a job that I will be executing shortly. And I am in need of some intel. Ah, yes. We can do that, of course. What's the mark? The, what is it called? The Violet Violet Scepter. The Violet Scepter. The Queen's Grace. (laughs) 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 It's a flower that hangs. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Have you uh, run this by anyone? That's quite a big mark. Yeah, no, I I have not. That's okay. I think we should. They'll probably send a delegate. Would you want to meet with them alone, or do you have a group? Do you plan to do this by yourself? I have a group. I don't necessarily know how comfortable it would make them to meet with the delegate, though. But if you think it would help... Well, I don't think it will help. I think it will be necessary. That's a... It's a big mark, and uh, information should be easy enough to come by, but there'll probably be a price. A guild price, of course. Naturally. And you know that, like, if you're working with people outside the guild, like, if you are working, if this were a guild mark, you'd be being paid for the score because they're going to be making money off of it. But because you have, like, a group who's wanting to do something and you're coming for information, basically the group has to, like, pay their due for the information they're going to be given. So it's not like extortion or anything. It's more like they wouldn't even be able to have access to this without you. And so they it has to be worth it to them to, like, give them the information that they've had to spend effort to collect, basically. Sure. So it just kind of seems like, okay, yeah, you know, it's it's a casino. Maybe it's a big building. Maybe there's a lot of money. Maybe they want something out of it. Um, but they want, they want, um, like this isn't going to be like a base level job. Like somebody important is going to come talk to you or to the group, depending on what you decide. Okay. Well, we should probably talk to the group because I don't think that they know what they're getting themselves into. Okay. Um, I believe who's free tonight is the Lark. So, would you like to meet with them tonight, or would you like to establish a time some other day? Perhaps we should meet tomorrow so that I can relay this information to my party and give them time to prepare. Okay. That is her district, so it will likely be her anyway, but you'll know who it is when they arrive. Wonderful. Will she be arriving where we're staying? Is that what you would prefer? You can tell us uh, where you'd like to meet, or we can simply... Yeah, we actually reserved a suite at the Golden Harp, so if she's comfortable, we can meet there. She'll blend in nicely. No worries. Um, So you feel very confident about this exchange. Um... It's maybe not surprising to you, but like you just 
realized as the conversation uh, progressed that, um, like I said, this was kind of like a big mark maybe, or that they were going to want uh, more than just like a base level person managing it. Mm. So like, not, this isn't like an alarm bell saying it's almost actually kind of like a little exciting perhaps that um, somebody important in the city is going to like meet with you. Um, it might mean that there's a little extra work involved, but it also might mean that like, um, your name gets put in as like a look what they did for the guild here kind of thing, you know? So heck yeah. Maybe some side rep in it for you Um, for it. They uh, close their book. They get up and they walk away. Cool. I put my playing cards away and I return to the inn. Okay. So um, cookie and bear are already there. Morthos was the first one back. Belladonna arrives second, and shortly thereafter, Fergus arrives back to the suite. Uh, Ferg- Fergus, uh, back from shopping, uh, um, look looks around the the group, um, and and says, uh, "Well, I guess it's finally time to explain what's happening." Um. But if you'll if you'll allow me a little patience, um, I'd like to explain to you what this job means to me. And and he kind of like looks around, uh, look for acknowledgement that they're like chill with him, talking a little bit more. I mean, I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm a bear. <laughs> is it are you are you like sitting watching him talk or are you just like futzing around in the futzing around i'm probably i'm probably like rolling around on the floor or something <laughs> well fergus is like okay let me tell scratching my back time to get serious and rolling around on like, one of the beds in the room yeah. I love getting it. hair absolutely everywhere <laughs> it's a very dog-like trait there there i can't help it <laughs> that's what i'm saying bare necessities a simple bare necessity <laughs> Uh, Frigus uh starts to uh talk, and and I think you can tell that he's a little emotional uh speaking about this, and he says, um, the bards tell a story about my parents, how she was cursed with a horrible appearance at night, and he saved her from the tallest tower, and they fell in love. They get a lot of the details wrong. And uh, he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a playbill uh, from the play, uh, The Princess and the Ogre. And he kind of gestures at the, the picture on it with, <laughs> with like a bulbous um, head and weird uh, circular looking uh, ears like, like antennas. And he's like, this doesn't even look like an ogre. Like, what's with the ears? Anyway... That's who my parents were. They keep calling him an ogre. Obviously, I'm an orc. Like, ogres don't even look like that. Like, we're orc. My parents are orcs. They... I don't know how they got the story this way. But... That's who my parents are. They were the people from the story. As their son, I am the heir of the kingdom of Faraway. But something happened. 
When I was 10 years old, an army came from my family. An army wearing the colors of my kingdom of far away. Our parents told us to run to get to our uncle's house as they went to fight. There was hundreds of soldiers. I got separated from my brother and sister in the woods as the soldiers seemed to be everywhere circling our swamp. I got clear of the woods and eventually made it to my uncle's. When we made it back to the swamp, there were bodies everywhere. And in the center of it, I saw my parents. Soldiers from far away killed my family. I don't know why. I know my dad said her grandpa didn't like him at first, but they made up. We visited them a bunch when we were younger. They were good. I I don't know why they did this. Anyway, when we put my parents to rest, I noticed my mom's necklace was missing. One of those people who killed them must have taken it. And then I found out it was sold to a man who goes by the name The Collector. He has it in his collection like some random bit or bob. I won't stand for it. This is the property of the royal family far away. It's it's mine. It might be the proof I need to show the citizens of Faraway that I am the rightful heir to the throne. It's in the Violet Scepter. That's who runs it. That's who has my mom's necklace. I have a plan for us to get it and get you paid but I can't do it alone and with your help I can do this I think so will you help me rob the violet scepter and get my mom's necklace back I think Morthos just looks around at everyone else and is just like, I don't, <laughs> is like thinking to himself, I'm not cut out for this type of action. So I'm just going to wait and see what everyone else says here. Well, about that. <laughs> if we're going to do it, we're not going to do it alone. I've, I've got someone from my guild coming to help us. They're going to meet with us tomorrow. For anyone who's willing to join. So does that mean you're in? I mean, yeah. If my guild is in, I'm in. Uh, What does your guild do? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) You're not going to kill me tonight, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. No, not you. Are you two bunking together? I think we're all sharing the room. Well, uh, there's the common area and then two rooms with two beds each. Correct, Katie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then you'd, you'd be 
Are you in the same room as Morthos? If Bear has a bed. <laughs> I, I imagine I'd spend most of the time in the common area. I don't even think I'd worry about a bed. Okay. Anyway, Cookie? Cookie's a little misty-eyed and kind of like pats away the tears and she's like, I'll help you, Fergus. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> It's like, but I'm going to not have to wear my Kevlar uniform because I can't have the Kevlar name attached to this. <laughs> I could get into some big trouble, but I want to help you. Fergus goes in the bear. Cookie turns up, cast speak with animals, kind of fills the bear in and be like, what do you think, bear? I guess. I mean, if you're going, I don't really care. <laughs> That's fine. Bear said yes. That's that's good because the plan I have requires the bear. Yeah. <laughs>